It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Report to the chat room. 
to that padded hand. You wanna be there early and beat the caravan. People storm in the gate to get a plate. Them lines packed like the happy land. Either open up with the latest cuts or them rat tools. They're bumped by the latest trucks From 9 to 11 We do it in the dark Like we used to do it in the park For the most part From the very second That the show starts You witness and compose all Think Mozart huh? The love received so far Has been so hard There's a few dudes to run But they would do the they sharp Man, they so soft Don't be thrown off Any so long Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of the meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are!
all right? The Star Nation returns, and the brother that I'm speaking about is our brother by the name of Ross Bent, okay? And uh, the Star Nation returns is a presentation that the brother did at Cleopatra's Palace on Atlantic 444 Atlantic Avenue, and the premise of the uh, lecture was dealing with the star ships, star nation, the mother ships, um, and um, he totally took it outside of the ballpark. Okay, he basically, you know, did his thing. He laid it out. Uh, you know, a lot of us are from the Show Me State. We don't like to hear anything until we see it. You know what I mean? I, I have no problems with that because I'm from the Show Me State as well. I like to see, you know, what I'm about to eat, regardless of its uh, physical food or information, you know. And uh, the brother definitely brought um, irrefutable evidence and information to the table, okay? One of the most compelling pieces of footage that I saw that the brother presented was um, of U-F-H. Not UFOs, but UFH, unidentified flying humanoids. Okay, hold on. Now this is footage. UFH brought footage of unidentified flying humanoids, human beings, or light beings that were turning into orbs, skywalking, walking in the sky. All right, hold on. Without any further ado, I want to bring my co-host for the evening, Brother Blue Pill. In the building. Peace. <laughs> My humanoid. <laughs> Yo, I dare you. I, look, it's one of them things right there. Like, go ahead, stunt. They still trying to fit my pattern rule for my sightings. And now you talk Yo. about flying humanoids. Unidentified, unidentified <laughs> flying humanoids. Showed it, B. You know what I mean? He showed it. He oh, showed no. the footage. Not just one clip. He showed a few clips. You need that. You need to see that, family. Yeah, you got to see that, family. Like, you know, I know a lot yeah. of the family out there is real terrestrial. Y'all don't like to get spacely, spacely sprockets and all of that, you they, know. They, they're very earthbound. You know what I'm saying? Very earthbound. We hear the, Some we, of them are the under the earth. Yeah. Yeah, we hear the rumblings, you know. But let me tell you this, we hear the rumblings. But the brother, you know, and, and Rod's been is very grounded. Okay, now I've been around space cadets before, and I understand where the frustration comes from, family. You know what I mean? I, I know what you're talking about because sometimes I want to just put them on the shuttle with the monkeys and let them leave the Earth too. Like, why are you here if you're so spacely? But Ross Ben is not one of those people. Basically, we want to send him to Krypton. Go ahead, go go to Krypton with Zora L and all of them, you know. But um, that's not the case with our brother right here. Right, all right brother Ross Ben has your feet planted in reality. You know yeah. what I mean? I tell brother, you know what I'm saying? Keeps it, and 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 it, it's like. It's interesting because he's a Ross. You feel me? It's revolutionary because he's a Ross. You're not right. used to hearing Rosses go there. 
You know, you're not used to hearing the Ross go there, but the Ross is multi. This brother, this Ross right here, is he? He's I don't know. He's the future. You know what I mean? He's definitely the future. You know, Cleopatra's Palace has uh, introduced me to some very interesting and um, dynamic teachers. Uh, Ross, hey, look at the numbers they banging. Daniel? They got that angelic frequency, that four 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 running four, through four, there. Four. Ah, yeah, Gano, Gano Grills. I saw the Gano Grills uh, presentation, the three week class, and Ross Ben. So you know that place is legendary to me at this point. But um, with that being said, what's good with you though? Peace to you and yours. This is your brother, co-host Blue Pillar. Uh, Blue Pillar forty four on Instagram. <laughs> You heard? <laughs> you are not rocking with the best. You heard? Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. Certain seasons has been good. We in the I building. Did. I the kid. Certain seasons has been good. That's what's up. You on Instagram, huh? Why you ain't putting no yeah. pictures up yet? Or did you change that? Because that's the purpose of Instagram. I know. I need an SD need card. A they tell me and all that, huh? Hey, hold on. Let me stunt. You need an SD card, and you got a cell. You got a four G phone. You don't got an SD card in there. You don't got no memory. You don't got no RAM. Uh, yo, I'm still learning this stuff out. You know, uh, as I go along, and I have more pressing well, issues. You know, what I'm saying to deal with that await me in New York City. Shout out to all of my clientele out here. My my seven heaven customers. I heard the cries. I've responded. I'm back in the building. I'm on the turf. All right, tomorrow I will be in Fort Greene on Fulton and Green Street. There's a Juneteenth celebration uh, hosted by the sister Brenda Brunson Bay. You know, these oh. are the young, yeah, the big wigs. They're going to be out, you know what I'm saying? Oh. You know, the conscious elite will be in the building. So I'll be there, chefing up. Seven Heaven will be on deck. Come through, see me. You know what I'm saying? Or hit me on the hip if you need to know my location. I'll let you know where I'm at. You dig? That thing will be in the building. I got I got three flavors. You know what I'm saying? We're on the trips out here. So, yeah. you know. And, of course, Sunday, I'm going to be heavy. I'm going to be up in Harlem heavy. 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 Yeah, that's seven. That's seven. Heaven, that soul, gold, water. We'll be making this monumental summertime debut for the right. town right in time, you know. We're going to, um, mm-hmm. you know, reignite. You know, we're going to reignite some chakra systems and bring that sun out. I, I was doing some sun gazing the other day, okay? Talk about it. I was doing some sun gazing the other day, and, um, you know, I, I got some phenomenal downloads as a result of me sun gazing and also I was learning some some new breathing techniques from a, a, a book that a monk wrote. Qua Mega had passed me this book. So I was practicing mm-hmm. breathing techniques I'm gonna share with the family, okay? Because I'm not stingy with my spirituality. Yeah. You know, it's recognizing your inhaling and of course we have to know how to inhale. So we're talking about inhaling from the diaphragm, from the lower part of your abdomen pulling in that air, and in your mind, consciously saying, I am inhaling, okay? And on the exhale, acknowledging that you're exhaling, controlling your breath, not to the point where you're conscious of it, 
but controlling of it where you are, um, you know, you're, you're programming it with your with, with your consciousness, saying that you're conscious of. So I'm conscious of, you know, I know that I'm exhaling. And then on the exhale, you go into a smile, okay? So you just lighten up the day with that exhale because that smile, you can't fake it. And it's going to do something to you. It's going to do something for you. And those two procedures, along with sun gazing, just took me into warp speed, right? Yeah. Direct connection, you know, to the sun. And again, I'm going to talk about some things that I've done. And um, I'm not going to be uh, modest about it anymore. Because, like I always say, I got witnesses. People don't speak up, I guess, because I don't. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I'm going to tell my own stories, and I'm going to just point out who the witnesses are because, you know, they know. They so, know. I've, I've, we were at a we were at a, a summer solstice ritual at the Obelisk like a year ago. I think that I was um I was surrounded by some brothers in in, in the ISIS group. They was there. They was in the building, and we started meditating. Oh, yeah. Then I remember we had did this. Remember we had did another meditation where who was there at the Obelisk. We had this ceremony. It was like seven uh, males and, and a few females there. We did a ceremony. You had a yeah, certain wisdom there. I'm not going to make it. Yeah. So. Who, me? Huh? I had a wisdom there. Yeah, I ain't going to go into that. But I'll be focusing my intent and correct breath. When I focus on the sun, the sun always gets brighter. It always gets degrees hotter. And it always gets brighter, okay? Oh, that's you. That's Metaf- that, okay. Yeah, metaphysically, I understand my connection to the sun, and I'm not yeah. intimidated. You know what I'm saying by by my connection to the sun, by saying that I have a connection. <laughs> you know what I'm saying to the sun. You should too, <laughs> family. You know what I'm saying. If you knew what I knew, you would too. Yeah, you would too. But astrologically, in terms of you know, who who I came on this planet as. I understand what that connection is without even being weirded out like I was before I understood. So I'm meditating. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my breathing, you know. I'm smiling. I'm sun gazing. And I'm also, you know, mentally meditating and, and, and sending information and messages to the sun. The sun is getting brighter. It's getting more intense. It's getting hotter. And it started kicking back information to me. And it said, I need you to relay this message to the people, okay? And in particular, it was talking about it wanted me to do certain things for it on Father's Day, you know? And what it wanted me to do is to remind the people, okay? Because a lot of people are throwing shade at the sun and hate at the sun like, yo, what the fuck? Oh, pardon me. That's another thing. It said, don't, you know, cut the cursing out. So I do apologize, but it, the people be like, "Yo, where's the sun? It's supposed to be summertime, you know? Like, where's the sun?" And people are oh, just y'all got no being real. It's it's the temperature is is kind of weird out here, and it's been raining. So people have been real aggressive, saying that the summer's not here, and the sun is like, "Look, we got a good thing going, but the people are too complacent to think that." 
just because I'm guaranteed to come out and do my thing, that's what I'm going to do. What about some gratitude for what I do? Nobody's paying no mind to the sun and sending up, you know, gratitude to the sun every day that it comes out. No one is being mindful and smart enough to say, even if there's clouds in the sky, the sun is still out and it's shining bright. Even if it ain't shining on you, it's shining on someone else. This is the giver and the sustainer of life, and people are not treating it accordingly. They're like pimping the sun. You know what I'm saying? The sun don't necessarily, necessarily, it works with you, but it don't work for you. So it was like, here we go. We're going into Father's Day, but people have forgotten who the Father is. So Ra wants his perfect, his his his, his proper acknowledgement. You know, there should be more sun gazing. All right, the brother KT the Octagree came first, came forth with the photosynthesis show, and ten days later, BBC released Man, the article. Okay, legend. He will be getting into no. that on photosynthesis too, and like totally showing you how that information came from program yeah hey See, people don't they, they don't they don't believe in themselves enough to overstand and understand what we're doing hold on so they're like oh there them niggas go again there they go give them there the go. let them do this i'm gonna do better awesome. than that i'm gonna go better that's what you do huh because some of y'all might not be there on the 21st. You can't even ship show. my package no. on time, but it's you, right? You're responsible for the sun getting right, right? right? That's you. You're the one, right? No. Not the BBC. Not the BBC, but NASA. Huh? How official can you get? Not the BBC, yeah. but NASA. The only thing above NASA is the aliens. NASA put an article out right after the bro did the show. He got a lot of downloads. Somebody was listening. Right got, after the bro, yeah. right after the yeah, he got two hundred thousand downloads in a few days. Nag, like you know, like two hundred. Somebody listening. Prism, NSA, all of them is listening. They downloaded feverishly, sleep, and they came out with an article and said. If you sun gaze, you could be a superhero. This is right after his show. Could that nigga get the Nobel Peace Prize or something? I mean, come on, man. Let's give something to KT, bro. Oh, no. We're we, we going to furnish. I'm going to furnish an award. You know, we're putting together an award ceremony anyway. So I don't want to throw everything out there. But KT will be duly recognized for the young genius that he is. I already got to tell you, you already know the Superman decoded is coming. This you know, man. If y'all don't get it by now, I, it's just little left that could be done. You know, please just move us out and let us talk to the babies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We can draw it out for them, and I'm, I'm sure that they'll latch on to it. You know, we should just talk. Is, yeah, we should just talk to them again. Two is coming. You know, so KT will be dominating the airways for the next few weeks. And then after that, you know, there's a few more shows after that. And then we're disappearing for a little while because we have to regroup and reorganize. Okay? Yes. So you have the archives. Yes. Got the archives family that you can dig into. I'm I'm even certain that somebody else might even step up. 
you know what I mean, out there in the blog talk world. And yeah. that's not, yeah. by no means, you know, there's some wonderful shows out there that I listen to, you know what I'm saying? I, have, I get a lot of enjoyment listening to it. There's some wonderful individuals that are part of this community, some some, some starseeds, very bright people that are doing their things, and I want to acknowledge them all. So, shout out to you know, shout out to Eileen to Panic Wednesdays family. Yes, I think it's First World Radio. They are officially going dumb. They going ham with it. You know what I mean? They going in. All right. I, I had the pleasure of listening to the episode that they just did about waking up the pineal gland. Yeah. And it uh yeah it was They're it was talking about sun gazing in there. They ain't go there. They didn't get there. Ah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I would just put they that on the list. Well, family. family. Yeah. Yeah. It was all Remember good, though. Left eye first. Okay. Cover the right eye. Stay through the left eye at least five minutes. And cover the left eye. Start staring through the right eye at least five minutes. And then you should be able to stare through both eyes. Okay. Focus on your breathing. Like I said, on the exhale. You're going into a smile and just start programming. You're going to get downloaded, bro. Going to get downloaded. So Father's Day, you know, I, I had wrote a quote down, you know, that I got hit with while I was sun gazing. And it was like, you know, use some of that poetry that we've endowed you with and just talk to the people, you know, on our behalf. We have to increase Yo. the connection. Yeah. I want to. Being it that it's interesting that you said that, I um, uploaded some of our music on a YouTube channel. You feel me? Because you know how people, yeah. I, I read an article, it was like YouTube is like where everybody goes for music now. I, you know what I mean? That's I why I listen I was to like Kendrick. Yeah, yeah. That's why I listen to a lot of albums. J. Cole album is awesome. I listen to that on YouTube. I'm going to listen to Yeezy. I'm going to listen to Yeezy. Jesus, Jesus, on YouTube. Right. But um, I put your poetry up there, man. Iron Man and the people is going in, son. Like they loving that. Like nobody, no other songs are getting comments. You, you, you up to like nine comments, and they're giving you your props. You know what I mean? I, I feel like I, um, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, that that album is still coming out. You know what I'm saying? Back in New York, I'm in a lab with my producer. So spoken grooves. You know what I'm saying? It's being completed. But this is a, a download that I got. And this came complete as a download, like top to bottom. You know what I'm saying? It just was a thought. So I just translated it. I just put it on plate for said, If you come from the world where God is your Christ, and the devil is what's wrong and God is what's right, the devil is night and God is a delight, then give praises to the source of the light shining so bright. It even harbors the night. Take refuge in a celestial. It even fathered the nights. Okay. Right. The next one is said. Uh, say Christ anoints all through the ball in your eye. Go outside and say hi to the ball in the sky. Huh. If sometimes you feel like a fatherless child, go outside and look at the father and smile. Okay? Hold on. That's hot. I like that. Hold on. 
trade market for example. Coming out with all marks for these. Please don't don't run to Facebook and start putting my statuses up without giving me proper credit. You know, as long as you credit the brother, you know what I'm saying? I, I do appreciate that. But yeah, man. Speaking of, you know, hold on. Hold on, bro. You're moving fast like Tony Parker. You see what happened to him, huh? Relax. Pull a hamstring, homie. <laughs> oh, that's Speaking another thing, the- family. Yeah, you know, I want to also point out, shout out to KT, the Arc degree, came through, did that incredible After Earth Decoded. I dare the family or anybody else sitting on the sideline, you know what I'm saying, um, throwing pebbles or what have you. That boy is a legend. His program coincided exactly with the NBA Finals game. So while he was talking and laying it down, the game was taking place, and both of them coincided together. So you got Miami versus uh, San Antonio, or better yet, Florida and Texas, you know, where the pillars happened to be when the finals started. I was in Texas. Red was in Miami, right? Red is that heat, right? Heat, right? So if you look at the... The final score, well, at halftime it was 44-50, okay? And then the the, the final score was 77 to 113. His whole premise for his show was about the three is the new, three is the new one, three and one. He's born on 11-3, okay? And 77 is the pillars. You dig what I'm saying? So we are both seven seeds, you know what I'm saying? 11-14, 25 is, is, is seven. But like I said, 77 means pillar. Even when you add up my name, my name comes up to 77. So as I spoke before about when teams play one another in the falsehood of competition, you know what I'm saying, it's cool and everything. We're not saying that the pillars got warped or what have you. It was just the universe's, you know, you know, uh, uh, what, what, what do you call those things? I don't, it's not a necessarily, it's an archetype, you know. It's just like, it's writing on the wall. It's 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 this generation's hieroglyphics, okay. The pillars and KT, 77-11-3. You dig what I'm saying? Can you feel me on that? If not, uh, maybe I'm going over your head. But nonetheless, shout out to that brother, KT, the Arctic I see you. I see you. Okay. That show is important. It was legendary. It was on time. All right? And we do recommend that the family goes and downloads it if they haven't heard it. Shout out to the Cosmo Pratt, you know what I'm saying, for adding on what he added on. Shout out to Clico. Go Clico came, you know what I'm saying, added on his bit, his piece. You feel me? They, they coincided exactly with KTs, and he didn't even hear the show. You know what I'm saying? So truth resonates, you know, have more than one witness. You dig what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I wanted to just add on to my family that's out here in Miami. I don't want y'all to miss out on nothing. Um, On Saturday, right, which is tomorrow, Africa Bambada will be in the building. Yeah, that Zulu Nation's 20th anniversary is going down out here in Miami, the Miami chapter of the Zulu Nation, uh, the father of hip-hop, the father of electronic 
dance music. Africa Bambada is in the building, family. All right, he's out Ooh. here. Okay. Plus so, major. Yeah, I'm gonna get the address for you, for you, uh, for the family. I, I don't even know who's in Miami, to be honest with you. Shout out to Five Vibes. But I, you know, it's kind of quiet out here on the other end. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really don't know the conscious, you know, crowd in Miami. I'm not aware of it. You know, I, the, the knuckle dragons is holding me down. So, you know, I would love to get in touch with y'all and see, you know, who's out here, who's making moves, who's doing things. So, uh, hopefully tomorrow at the Zulu event, there'll be a networking affair. But um, that's going to be major. It's all in the papers and everything. Like, they're really giving them their props. It's not even an underground that's... thing. You know, they, yeah, they they, 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 uh, they they paying homage to the brother. So, shout out to him. Shout out to the Zulus. You know what major. I'm saying? Shout out to, yeah. Shout out to everybody out here that's doing the damn thing. Yes. All right. Also, shout out to DJ tomorrow, Five family. Five. Oh, okay, I'll let you finish, bro. Yeah, for uh, opening up, you know, the stage and, and letting me rock on Monday at the Jazz Club. That was a good look. I'm doing a video right now as we speak. I'm multitasking. I want to put that on the networks just to show the family that, yeah, that's what we do. We out here. You know? So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, tomorrow as well, our brother, okay, our esteemed elder doctor, Delbert Blair is hosting a Father's Day teleconference at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over at his site, themedicenter2.com. The name of this teleconference is going to be called The Sharing Secrets of Regeneration, okay? Yeah. How to be mentally, spiritually, physically, and sexually active after the age of 75. Delbert Blair is about to tell his secrets. Yeah. This presentation will be preceded by the metaphysical news from around the world. Okay, he said he's knee deep, so much going on. You know what I mean? He just can start shooting from the hip. So make sure that you're over there early, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh no, I think Sir. that's not. It's not Eastern Standard Time. It is whatever time zone Chicago's in. You, you dig? I ain't even try okay. to get deep with it. Yeah. Um, so they're an hour yeah. behind us. So if you're here in New York and it's 3 p.m., then it's going to be 2 p.m. But you can go to the website for sure and for certain, themedicenter2.com, and you will get all of the information pertaining to this wonderful teleconference. Please support this brother. He just lost a son. Okay. So as a father, that, you know, has rebounded from this level of grieving and still is dedicated to teaching the people. He's still on course. When I speak to the brother, he still sounds, you know, totally like Dr. Blair. There's a lot that we can learn from that, okay, how to internalize and deal with personal loss and grief. So shout out to Dr. Blair and God willing that I'm joining him for this teleconference, you know what I'm saying? Send him our, our love and our light. We will be there with him in spirit. Okay. Yeah. And hopefully, before we um, yeah, before we switch the format, you know, might have him on. You know what I'm saying? Or we might come back with him. You know, once we we put this new thing together. 
I mean, indeed, indeed. Yeah. And I believe on when on Sunday in New York City and Brooklyn to be exact, we got our brother Coach Kyer. Coach, yeah, will be yeah. Coach Kyer is going to be at Nicholas Bookstore on Sunday. Yeah. Shout out to Mo. Pres- Shout out to the Mo. Doing a um a presentation. All right, family. So check the brother out. Coach Kyer, you know the brother is loaded with information, and he's uh, multi-talented. You know what I mean? He does, he juggles a whole, you know, he wears a few hats. And he does a few things. So uh, for the family that's out there in BK, please support our brother. I want to just share the address for the Zulu Nation event, you know what I mean, real quick. I'm, this is where we get paid for this stuff. What time is it? Okay. Um, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be 9 p.m. Saturday, June 15th at PAX, P-A-X, that's 337 Southwest 8th Street, Miami, Florida, 305-640-5847. You could go to PAXMiami.com. The tickets cost a measly $15 plus fees. Go to TicketFly.com. All right, all you niggas want to do a head spin and all of that. Now I'm just playing. <laughs> this is hip hop though. Nah, pay homage for K's vomit. Let's, let's, let's give props to the Zulus. You know what I'm saying? Like this, 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 this hip hop thing that we all a part of. This is what they did. This is what they created. Real talk. I wish I could. I, I wish I had the documentary on me right now to show y'all. But they actually are the fathers. I don't know. You know, with VH1 and all of them was talking about, got y'all thinking of Russell Simmons and Rick Rubin and all of them are the fathers of this thing right here. Stafalaw. This is Africa been bothered, not by himself. The Zulu Nation, goons, like, you know, real goons, like real thorough people put it in in New York in the 70s. All of that spikes, people wearing now that y'all see and all of that. You know, people wearing the spike jackets and the tight leather and all of that, leather shirts, the Kanye look. Yeah, they started that, homie. They did that. Yeah. You know, the cut-off jean vest with the with the with your gang on the back and all of that stuff? Yeah, that, that's the what Zulu, they did. That, that, yeah, that 30-year cycle yeah. that A.A.R.C. was talking about coming back around. So his his era has returned. He's the it's father here. of that era. He, he birthed that era. His father's day. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to be in the building. You know, might have some merch on deck. I'll let me. That's it. Yeah. Get in the show. Yeah, let's get into the show. Let's get it. Yeah. All right, now. So let's go. All right, I see we have our guests in the building tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and um, I'm going to do the description. You all right with that? (laughs) Absolutely. Don't trip up. Know the Ledge Radio welcomes back the natural mystic Rossman yes. as he takes us on an unprecedented voyage to the mysterious underworld of Shekamexum, i.e. Philadelphia. What hidden codes does America's oldest city contain? What treasure is waiting to be unlocked? What are grid points and ley lines, and why do they converge in Philly of all places on this planet? Who are the Lenny Lenape? Shout out to Turtle Gang. What does this have to do with the Law 44? Even more important, what does this have to do with you and your consciousness? 
in conjunction with Ross Ben's Kickstarter campaign titled The Return of Mystic Philadelphia. Join us as we unlock the code and bring light to one of the darkest um, secrets in America's storied history. I want to open up the line for our guest for the night, the brother... Ross Lynn from the 215. Peace. Yes, I. Yes, I. Love and respect. Yes, yes I. Still blue blue. Yes, I. Yes, I. Respect. Look, I'm going to go into, I'm going to go in bilingual mode tonight. Pardon me, family. I'm half English, half Patois. You know what I mean? I'm just feeling real iry right now. I'm in Miami. Yes, I. You know, mm. Yeah, I wanted to tell you too, man. There's a real strong community in in Miami, brethren, and you're gonna plug into them. There's uh, a comedic yoga community, and they be doing the full moon yoga, new moon yoga's on the beach. So keep your uh-huh. keep your consciousness out for a brother named Unk, brother Unk. And there's also a strong raw food. Support network down there that meets regularly at a spot called Sophia's Garden. I heard of yeah, and, I'm, I'm familiar yeah, with man. Sophia's Garden. Yeah, man. Yeah. So plug in, yeah. uh, uh, brother Tahuti, and okay. uh, some next elders, Sophia's King. Uh, yeah, man. They hold down that raw food support network. And uh, I'm dying. I'm, yeah, I am dying for some raw food right now out here. You don't plug into them, man. Trust me. As a matter of yeah. fact, I'm going to listen with some folk. Also, Baba Pearson. Oh, Baba Pearson. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Baba Pearson. I'm familiar. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm familiar. Exactly. I'm familiar with the ITAL. Yeah, I'm familiar with the whole ITAL, um, the, the ITAL spots, you know what I'm saying, that are out there and whatnot. When I lived out here years and years ago, um, I used to roll with a, a rap group by the name of Duo Live. Huh. And every time, yeah, we would go on the beach. They were independent rap group, bunch of Ross. They were Ross from out of Brooklyn. And we would hustle on South Beach. They would sell their CDs and whatnot. And then every every day after the hustle, we, we lived in the design district. But we would go over there to Ross Pearson. We would go to other spots. And... um you know, eat it yes, up, I. you know what I mean? Indulge in the ital and, and the other brain food and things of that nature, you know. True, true. It was a look. Yeah, yeah, it was a look. But, um, you know, I look forward to plugging into some family out here. You know, I, I mean, the str- I feel it. I feel the grid. The grid is alive out heard, here. Uh, even though I, did, I never connected with them down there, but I did also hear I see her, the Duke of Tears. Is relocated yeah. to that region. <laughs> I heard about him. Yeah, I mean, if if, if he's out here, he needs to connect. But um, you know, some people out here, and um, I'm gonna definitely let the family know when we we when we connect, we're gonna put a lecture together, or we might just mm. put a lecture together, and that'll bring the family out. But I know true, that true. Um, if anybody can bring the uh, the light seekers out, it's going to be. The brother Africa Bambada. 
Okay. Mm, so for yeah, I look forward. We're gonna connect. We're gonna connect tomorrow because it's 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 almost similar to what you're talking about with Philadelphia Shaker Mexican with that grid with that ley line. There's a powerful yeah. ley line that we're dealing with out here. There's there's a there's a grid that exists in Miami that I like to share with the family that deals with abundance and, and wealth. Okay. The Cubans have learned how to tap into it, and other people, uh, the Jews, and other people have learned how to tap into the the even the even the even the quote unquote rappers. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I use yeah. that word sparingly, but you know they've tapped. This is the lower chakra. This is you know because their chakras on the it's earth. Proof. Okay, yeah. exactly. And this this is the bottom. They call this the bottom of the map. So. The uh, Rick Rosses of the world, the YMCMBs, the Little Waynes of the world. I don't know if they notice or not, but I know that they've the Luke Camp, the Luther Two Live Crew Campbells of the world. You know what I mean? Even my brethren Pitbull, who I roll with and whatnot, they tap into the lower chakra aspect. Not to the, you know what I mean? They tap into that lower chakra because this is the root chakra down here. The the root mm-hmm. chakra. In the south, yeah, the all bottom, all Atlanta. This is the bottom. You know what I mean? Exactly. But the reason why Africa Mibot is so significant in this whole movement is because it's been told to me by pioneers of the base movement that when they began base, the the the, the pioneer, the one who they went to, was Ten Minutes of Funk. That was Africa Mibot's track. He was a legend down here for many, many years. Many, many years before they established their own sound, they were basically taking his break beats and his his music, and this is what they built the whole basement. So not only did he birth hip hop in New York in the '70s and gave birth to it, but he's responsible for planting the seeds for what you know now as bass music in the MIA, Florida wow. region, and all of that other stuff. Please, yeah. man. Gotcha. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even yeah. just to build. Build on 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 that force tone. Oh, can I give him that? Oh yes, sir. Yeah, but just building on the force in Miami, the tap. Right, Miami is called the Magic City. Mm. Magic City, and it's, reason. A, and, it, and it's a Leo city. And so yes. sun gazing. You you mm-hmm. you are you tapping the proper brethren because the sun is the key to tapping uh, the power of Miami. And there's also a sacred mound in Miami mm. it's called uh, I think it's called the ah oh, man it's a circle but it's like right downtown near this uh, bridge and I'm really? sure Spirit will guide you to it, man. Okay. Uh, but it's it's this high rises and skyscrapers all around it. and I'm just left this one little area in its natural state, you know, and, and have information on the indigenous use of it. But uh that that's a place to go and, and, and tap that uh ley line magic down there yeah, in Miami. The area the area that I'm staying in is heavenly, you know what I mean? They, I'm on Biscayne, and um, mm. you know they did a they did a, a ritual when they because they did a lot of regentrification, you know. Uh, that's a nice way of just saying, you know, economic warfare. 
But mm-hmm. uh, they went ahead and tore this area up and built these multi-million dollar condos and things of that nature. And they left a gift for those who know, for the for the light seekers. They put three thrones. They erected three thrones right in front of uh, of this building where I stay at. And each throne, there's the first throne represents Catholicism. The second throne represents Islam, and the third throne represents Kabbalah. These are like thirty foot thrones, and you sit on it. It's you know one of my main, one of my uh, uh, favorite shows is Game of Thrones. So when you sit on it, you know you're feeling like you're in the Game of Thrones, you know. Mm. And uh, it's, it's very, it's, 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 they have, uh, they, they, they designed it with tile artwork, and it's filled with symbology. Each throne is. I'm talking about filtered with symbology. If you study any kind of Moorish history, you would. Uh, this is like national treasure. This is a treasure chest because mm. all of the symbology speaks to, um, you know, what it is. I mean, the Christian throne is so sick it got quasi quotes all on it. Mm. Okay, and wow. it has it has it has uh, our people going through the um, the transatlantic slave trade. You know what I mean? It, I mean, it, it has Africa, the continent on it. It's, it's just, it's filtered. I'm going to have to do, I might, I could do a lecture on the thrones alone. Do it. Just show the family that, look, do man. That. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I really, okay. yeah, I'm going to do that because the family, and like you said, it's Magic City, and they're doing magic. I'm talking about hand over fist. We're talking Cubans, family. Oh, yeah. We're talking Palo Mayombe. We're talking Haitians, the Zoes. We're talking that voodoo. You know what I mean? Like, they heavy. Whenever you hear them rappers calling out the Zoes and all of that, they're talking about the uh, drug-dealing crew that's dealing with voodoo to get them bricks through. I'm just keeping it, mm. you know, I'm stripping it down and keeping it 1,000 with you. Like, it's people that are getting work done for themselves. They, they're tapping into that spiritual realm, but of course they're not going to tell the knuckle-draggers, the profane, they're not going to put that shit in their music like that, but if you know what you're looking at and you understand what they're talking about, then you know that a lot of them are blessed. A lot of them are dealing with that, that spiritual magic, you know what I mean? A lot of them, you know, you just look at certain artists that had meteoric rises out of nowhere when they came right. down here. You feel me? And they having brushes with the law. They having brushes with death. You know, they dodging bullets. They getting acquitted for things. You know, they say that they prayed up, but we know what that means. You know what I'm saying? Mm. We know they tapping in. So right. I'm just talking to the sufferers out here. You know what I mean? Because they do have a very large segment of our people that are suffering at the bottom of the barrel. Why these people, these Cubans and whatnot, who tap into this energy and this power, they are the ones that are profiting. And um. You know, it, it is um, it's, it has a lot to do with Moorish history because the Spaniards, okay, not the Latin people, the Spaniards, like the dude that um, you know, like the dude Scott, the the, the Kardashian sister, like the dude that she's married to. You see how he looks? You know what I mean? And and, and the dude from Blow with the you know with the slick back hair and all of that. Like they're the ones who run. Latin America, the con- the children of Pizarro and Cortez, the children of the conquistadors, okay? Mm-hmm. We ain't talking about white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. We're not talking about the, uh, the, the the Europeans that we are familiar with on the, on the, west, on the East Coast and the West Coast. We're talking about a, a whole other breed of Europeans, the Spaniards, those 
who will sit down and tell you that they have the pure blood. They're the, they, 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 they're the aristocrats of Europeans, okay? They're the ones who have profited off the pillaging of South America and Central America, Moorish land. And they're the ones who have set this whole land up right here in Miami. People think that it was the Cubans that came on the boats after Baptista and whatnot. No, they're the pawns. The Jews and the Cubans were the pawns, but it's the, it's the Europeans, it's the Spaniards and the Portuguese and things of that nature. They're the ones who pull the strings out here. So people got to get into that Roman Catholic shit. You know what I mean? Mm. That 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 yes, black pope, the, the dude that they put in the seat, the Argentinians and all of that, like that that's the energy that's prevalent out here for those who know what this, you know, those who know what they're looking at. You know what I'm saying? So lectures are classes, be, not, not not even a week, you know, like weekly classes are needed out here. Brother Obar and other people like that, brother, you're needed out here, especially with the lecture that you're doing, the Star Nations. Because if there's one thing that I can tell you, bro, they out here. Them, them ships yeah. are, oh, Lord, they are out here. Because you know you got yeah. the Bermuda Triangle, the, you know, yeah. all of these all of these Caribbean islands are close. Like, they are definitely active in the airwaves out here. So, Yo, have you, uh, have you tapped into Coral Castle? I have not gone there yet. But, yeah, I'm very familiar with Coral Castles. Uh, uh, yeah, I have a book on it. I know, I know. Talk right. about it. Yeah, man. That's Talk another place it. to touch while you're down there, really. Well, it's this dude. I mean, he's a mystery. He's an enigma, you know. Mm. Uh, I think he comes from Latvia or some, you know, Eastern European nation. He was very, he he, he came off really as autistic, like, the, you know, like when you hear descriptions of his character, you know. Yeah. Real antisocial, but this dude was tapped in to our ancient science of being able to grid the earth, tap the gravitational, magnetic, ionic forces of the earth to move monolithic, megalithic rocks. Thank you. And yes. this man created single handedly. By himself. By himself, yes. Multi-ton coral structures, you know, that's collectively called Coral Castle. And the thing was, when the force, apparently the, the force that he tapped when he originally built the castle, it shifted. This man moved his entire Coral castle structure, monolithic, multi-ton stones. He moved them several miles all by himself. Mm. And when he died, when he when he transitioned, when he was at, he was actually a lot of people feel he was murdered by the uh, either the army or the navy, uh, and they took all of his. What they thought was all of his equipment. And then mm. one of the hurricanes, I think it was her, maybe Hurricane Agnes, came through in the 70s and actually damaged some of Coral Castle, but it exposed an underground chamber that had his real equipment. Mm. And uh, 
got it, you know. <laughs> yeah, so that's, 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 that's now I did go check. I did go check that place to feel, just to you know see it and feel it for myself. You know, it, it raised more questions than it answered, but it was definitely something to check. You know. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on deck to take a trip out there. I don't want to go by myself. I got a few people that I roll with out here. And uh, we may all go up there. I got the camera, so um, if they allow me to uh, document the, uh, the 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 visit, I'm definitely gonna put that online for the family to see because they need That's to right. see that. And that that yeah. that, that ties directly into what we're gonna be talking about tonight. So absolutely, you know, it, it, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Those ley lines, you know what I mean? That ancient wisdom. You know, I was yes, very sir. impressed when I was reading Rock of Ages and you were talking about the geodetics and you were getting into the ley lines and you were talking about the structures of cities and whatnot. And I, I said to myself, you know, that was one of the main, not one of the main, but it, it's, it's a, like 80 reasons that I wanted to, you know, get up with you and do something, you know, uh, a personal video in a documentary form but that was one of the main ones that stood out to me because I said that if uh, if the family gets information like this, if they're able to get this this science, this this sacred science that this brother's dropping, then it's gonna help us out. You know. Yes, sir. Um, we've gone many places around the United States of America. Sometimes on a dolo tip, solo, me and Blue. And sometimes with our comrades, you know what I mean? Sometimes with the army and whatnot. Um, one of the places that we went, this uh, historic, one of our historic travels um, that we uh, partook in was a trip that we took to Atlanta, Atlantis, hmm. all right, in the uh, the year of 2009, I believe, or it may have been 2010. And on this trip, it was a mystical uh, journey. We were on our way to uh, participate in a lecture that we were um, headlining entitled uh, Fear of a Black Planet, uh, featuring Professor Griff in um, red and blue, Brother Ampu, and A.A. Yeah. A. Rashid was supposed to join us, but he wasn't able to make it. And um, on this trip, we visited uh, Decatur. Our first stop was in Decatur. And we visited a lodge. We didn't plan on visiting that lodge. We were going to pick our mother up. But fate has it. It brought us to a, a Masonic lodge, okay? And it was a monumental, eye-opening, life-changing event. And as a result of that trip that we made to the lodge and the breakthrough that we made in the lodge, we made a trip to Stone Mountain afterwards, all right? Mm. And... At the same, at the time, Brother Ampu was delving very heavily into geodetics, the science of yeah. geodetics, and he was teaching us along the way, ley lines and all of that. And um, I believe it was a result of his um, studying, his arduous studying, that opened up those portals for us. I can't reveal everything that went down during that mystical trip because it was, you know, it was mystical. But yeah. it, it opened up portals. I just want to say it like that. We 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 represented for our people, and you know what mm. I mean. We we yes, you know we did what they you know what I'm saying. Like we we, you we reversed, regulated. You, reversed, you reversed some some spell 
They was yeah, trying to catch on the community. Spells, man, real talk. We yeah, reversed some spells. Yeah. We disrupted yeah, the man. altar that they had on Stone Mountain. That um, I could talk about this. They had an altar on Stone Mountain, which happens to lay on the 44th parallel family. If y'all not familiar with what that is, you know, fret not. We're going to get into that tonight. But there was an altar designed as, you know, a grave site, okay? And on the grave site, it featured prominently uh, a stone structure that looked like um, a, a melanated Moorish woman, okay? Um, Blue, you there? Yes, sir. Did it say Oprah? Like, what, what, what was it about that structure that made us know that they were talking about our sisters? Um, the stones were structured in the way in which they were, they were like braids, you know, okay, coming yeah. in from, from, coming from out. the head. And I think it did say Oprah as well, yeah. Wow. Yes. Yes. And it had a cross, a Christian cross. In front of it, and um, from the signs of burnt sacraments and other kind of um, uh, offerings, we could tell that there was a a heavenly um, um, sacrifice altar or rituals that were taking place. And um, the way that it was lined up, you got to, if anybody has ever climbed Stone Mountain, you would understand the Stone Mountain is the highest peak in the lamp in, in in Atlanta and it overlooks the whole city. Okay? Right. You could go in the three six you could turn the three sixty and you'll see everything. You'll you'll realize that Atlanta is a forest. It's it's, and, it's, it's and a I, forest land. And it's my go understanding ahead. too that that uh the granite that comes out of Stone Mountain is used to make the state capitals of this nation. Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. And um, they quarried, they quarried the stones to build many of the monuments around our nation. Mm. One of mm. the most prominent, yeah. One of, and, and what stands out the most, I'm sorry, I got to backtrack. What stands out the most is the fact that the Ku Klux Klan in the Second Incarnation actually. Incarnated on top of the mountain. And on the side of the mountain, prominently fixed one of the largest bass reliefs on on the planet, all right, not just in America, but on the planet, is a bass relief for the Confederate soldiers, Robert E., uh, Robert Grant, Ulysses, Ulysses Grant, Robert E. Lee, and a few other of those bastards, okay? And they fly Confederate flags. Prominently, they don't hide the flags. They fly. Hmm. They fly the flags. Anybody who's ever jogged up Stone Mountain, anybody who took a stroll with a whiz, anybody who brought their children to Stone Mountain, has to face Confederate flags. All right. Hmm. And I don't know how many brave Atlante AT aliens or visitors have ever pulled out a scissor and said, "Knock a few buck," you know what I mean, and pulled the flag and burnt it. Uh, I, I went into Google to check it out, and there's no reports of anything. So it goes unmolested, all right, untested, you know what I mean? And there's even a black mayor in Stone Mountain. And there's plantations 
surrounding Stone Mountain, okay, on the land. So, with that being said, it's 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 almost as if we were going, you know what I mean, to a trip. Hello? Peace, hello? Yes, I. And the brother might have dropped. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was going in. All right. No worries, no worries. But, uh, yeah, yes. man, you know, it's show you how synchronistic it is because uh, it was really my collaboration with Ampu up here in Philadelphia that even got me uh, building this project, Mystic Philadelphia, you know, because uh, I'm sure... Many of the listeners are aware that Brother Ampu made that DVD called Philadelphia Exposed. Mm-hmm. And he really is one of the groundbreakers of studying the geomancy of of Philadelphia and putting it out there, you know. I've been kind of studying it because I'm not really, I wasn't born in Philly. And one thing I've, right. I've, I've, one thing I've recognized is that people that are born here, they kind of take it for granted. You know, because they just hear what they see is just here, you know. But to be transplanted here and feel certain powers, certain vibes, and then see these things hitting in plain sight, it's like, yo, this is a wild place, you know, that's worthy of some serious study. And uh, Ampu had the same vibe, you know, him coming out of Ohio, I'm coming out of D.C. And how it all really came together was 11-11-11, November 2011th, that 11th day. You know, there was worldwide, there was uh, people feeling the vibe to come together and focus an intentional oneness, you know, that was a day of oneness yes. as far as this Gregorian calendar lining up, you know. We had a monumental, people... monumental program, Gateway to the Portals, on that on that, on that, that particular day, 11-11. And, of course, you know, the 11-11 meditation was, you know, out of this galaxy. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So, you know, uh, it was people gathering in sacred spaces all around the planet, like Sedona, Giza, Machu Picchu, you know, all these uh, places that they're kind of known as high-frequency, high-energy places. But we felt the vibe to come together here in Philly, you know, and it made us ask the question, well, what, what is it about this place? What is sacred and special about Philadelphia? And when it was really three of us, it was Ampu, myself, and this elder in the community named Mama Gail Clowden that really kind of went in on this research as far as uh, what is really significant about Philadelphia, you know, but, you know, I'll pull him, him going deep.
deep into the astrology. Mama Gail, she's on a mission to save the youth. They didn't really feel inspired to continue the raw search, so it kind of fell in in in, in my in my lap. And the ancestors is on me. They're like, nah, you know, we ain't reveal this to you to just be a one day thing, you know. So that's really the spirit behind this uh, this work that we do in Mystic Philadelphia, you know. Salute for that. Yes, I. Yes, I. And uh, what I would say, like, why is this relevant? All right, when somebody not living here in Philly, they might say, "Well, why is what was this relevant to me? What's up with Philly?" And this is what. This is what I've I've come to really realize, man, that this thing that, that is called the United States of America, right, USA, the strongest, most powerful nation in this dispensation, you know? Yes. The formation of it was one of the most powerful acts of magic ever created, ever performed. And what they did was they tapped the mystical powers that reside in this land right here, which originally was called Shaksa Moxen, and not the Hokin, you know? Mm. And when we really, and, and so to really understand why this nation is as strong as it is, Can you really have to... Yes. We got a translation of Okay. Oh yes. Absolutely. Mhm. So right. Shaksamaksin is an Algonquin word that means the place where the kings meet. Which means uh essentially that Philadelphia was our indigenous capital of the Algonquin speakers along the Northeast and Mid Atlantic coast of this continent, you know? And what that meant was if there was any dispute amongst the clans, right, they would come here to Shaksamaxin and sit with the Lenny Lenape, who were the grandfather clan of the Algonquin of the Northeast and mid-Atlantic coast, right? So just how in our tradition, if we got beef, right, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to go sit before our elders and and speak before our elders and then be open to receive the wise guidance from our elders on how to resolve that conflict. So that was the role the Lenape played. So the Napi Hoking just means the land of the elders, the land of the elders of humanity. And that's who the Lenny Lenapi were. And even though Shaksamaxin was the place where the kings met, met the Napi Hoking was actually a pretty extensive uh, section of land that stretched south into what is now Delaware, around where the Christiana and Brandywine rivers converge. Uh, all of what they call the Delaware Valley, 
which is created by the Lenapihana River, which is the original yeah. name of the Delaware River, the Lenapihana. Yeah. I personally and, been on some of those mounds. Powerful. Yes, sir. I, I tell people all up and down, um, you know, I believe, is it I-95 that runs through Delaware? Yes, I, I-95. The whole side of that highway, you will continuously, continuously see mounds that have been reconverted, you know what I'm saying, or, or just altered or destroyed. If you know what you're looking for, Absolutely. it's all through that highway, going through Delaware, the mounds are right on the highway. Yeah. You know, they use the highway to cut through the mounds. Absolutely. The, uh, the, the, the divider, the, the, the island that's between, you know what I'm saying, both lanes, those, yeah. those, are, mound, those are mounds as well. And they just, yeah. they just cut through them with these highways. But they have pyramid structure mounds over there. I mean, I actually saw what looked like a step pyramid along those highways. But if the family don't know what they're looking for, they're just going to overlook it all the time. All the time. All yeah. the time. And that's, uh, yes, that is what I have seen because you're right. That The Algonquin were we were the mound builders, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, right. But not, and, and, and to just seal up that with a Napi Hoking, the Napi Hoking actually extended all the way north up through Trenton, the Delaware Water Gap, which, you know, is kind of up in, up towards Eastern, and then it included all all of New Jersey. Yes, all of New Jersey. Shout and out then, to our brother Turtle Gang, who is the bestower and the holder of a lot of that legacy. His family are direct descendants of the Lenape, and he has the history. So, yes, especially, yes, especially New Jersey. Especially New Jersey and uh, Manhattan and Long Island. Mm-hmm. Yes, I. So all of that was let not be hoking, you know. But Philadelphia. Yes, the Montauk. The Montauk seemed right. to be that uh, there were two clans that seemed to have high status amongst the Federation. Uh, of Algonquin along along that northeast and mid Atlantic. The Wampanoags and the Montauk. Right. And they got their status because they had access to the or the Wampum the Wampum currency. Right. Right. Their currency. Yeah. So uh and I think the right so the Wamp the Wampanoag had access to purple The Montauk had access to the black wampum. And, uh, right, those was like, you know, if the white wampum was like, you know, coins, the uh, purple wampum would be like dollars, the black wampum would be like, you know, like Benjamins, (laughs) you know? Right, right. Had a lot of value, so... And that's how they were known as, you know, their their surnames were the Pharaoh. Yeah, absolutely. Montage. And I've, I I have found another connection between Shaksamata and Montauk, but I'm, I'm gonna bring that up in a minute. The geological yeah. connection. 
but uh, it's just you know kind of right. to, to kind of go straight into why. So why was this place Shaksamaxi? Why? Well, there were several reasons. One is that there is uh, a piece of land here in Philadelphia that is geologically described as a Pangean microcontinent. It is actually a piece of Pangea that never subverted or never went underground during the tectonic plate movement of the continent. And this uh, Pangean microcontinent got melded to the mid-Atlantic sea, you know, to the, uh, 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 you know, seaboard of the U.S. And it's bang. It's right here in uh, Philadelphia. So you got some ancient land. So it would follow that the elders of humanity would set themselves up on some ancient land, you know. Also, Philadelphia is a place where six, major ley lines converge. One of those ley lines being the ley line that traverses from Stonehenge up in England down through Teotihuacan pyramids in Mexico. And I think that's why Pennsylvania is called the Keystone State because the Keystone to the Stonehenge ley line is right here in Philly. And and I'm going to kind of go in on that a a little bit too. But, uh, uh, you know, third reason, and and, and this is, uh, this really goes to the, what I was talking about, the U.S. being really an act of magic, is that, there is a mound, a temple mound in Philadelphia that was so powerful and so sacred to the Lenape. They said, whatever happens around this mound, it happens with the full participation of the earth. Whatever we do here, it happens, we be doing it with the full participation of the earth. So that's why it was shocks and mocks. And so if some clans was having conflict, when they came and settled it here, they settled it with the full participation of the earth. When the grandmothers made decision, that decision was honored with the full participation of the earth. You know? What does that mean? That means like, yeah, man, the magnetic Force fields of the earth, the ionosphere, the elements, the nature, you know, animals, all of them beings would honor and work with whatever whatever we did here. And that's very significant, you know. And especially when you consider what they call the story of, of America, quote-unquote, going forward to William Penn, uh, Penn Treaty, 
and then the subsequent founding of the United States, you know. So, uh, you there, my pleasure? Of course. Yes, sir. All right. Wanna, um, so, and let me, um, I want to add something in that totally amazed me about the Lenape. When we went to Serpent Mile, we um, got some books from a gentleman named Ross Hamilton. Yeah, Ross Hamilton. Ross, Ross, not Ross. Ross, 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 Ross Hamilton. And he told of the story of the Adena, right, of the Hopewell. These were the giants that existed in the Ohio area, the Actino. Like LeBron, the giant that comes from Akron, yeah, you know, all of that is in line with the legacy of what Ohio always produced. These are where mm-hmm. the eight, nine, ten foot giants came from. Okay, those giants were defeated in a war and wiped out by the Lenape. So I'm like, these got to be some bad boys. Like they put it on bad boys. Yeah, it was some David Goliath action, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when when I started learning the study of Mop on the Algonquin and then um my research led to the same thing that it stretched all the way up into not only into Long Island, I remember when I got out to Boston, the brothers in Boston was telling me that there was uh information in their museum as well, where they had the Algonquin texts on um, on deck. And you can see the comparisons to the Algonquin texts to, uh, you know, hieroglyphs and things of that nature. Yeah. Right, hieroglyphs, yeah. right, as well. Yeah, because that's our Morris heritage, you know? Right. And well, I mean, uh, a lot, there's, there's a, a, a statue in Philadelphia that represents Queen Winona, Queen Goddess Winona, who was the wife of Chief Tammany, who signed Ten Treaty. And the statue deep, because it's actually memorializing her assassination. But she is symbolized with the trident. So she's like holding a staff, like what would be considered Neptune's staff. Right, try to. And that shows that she was empress or queen of a transatlantic empire, mm. you know? So, right, even in the, uh, the Masonic chronicling of the Lenape, they're, they're acknowledging that Morris legacy of a, of transatlantic Empire, you know, and it's my understanding that, uh, and and I'm sure y'all could build on this, that for real, for real, why the gates of Gibraltar or the Straits of Gibraltar was such a strategic uh, post for Carthage, the Phoenicians, Moors, you know, whatever name you want to want to call those who are fighting Rome, 
you know? Yeah. And why they would prevent any ship or any merchant associated with Rome from leaving the gates of Gibraltar was for two reasons. One, they didn't want them to find their source of tin, which was the British Isles, and which they would hit, you know, by ship going out of the uh, Strait of Gibraltar. And they didn't want the Romans or anybody associated with them to know about our land of refuge, the place that we could come to escape Roman persecution. The Americas, yes, go ahead. The Americas, same way that we escape Roman persecution from the plantation, a.k.a. the job, you know, family. Everybody runs to the islands to take a break from, you know, slaving, nine to fives. The same approach that we took where... You know how the girls get together in the summertime, you know what I mean? Some of them go to Europe and, you know, go get them a, a Italian man on the slide and all of that. We know about you. But some of the family goes to the Caribbean and other places right. where, the sun, you know, they go to other places where it's paradise. Uh, that was the same approach that we took when we were going into the Americas. And we're speaking about South America as well as Central America and as well as North America, as well as the adjoining islands, the Caribbean islands. So the lockdown that we had on the Straits of Gibraltar was basically landlocking the Europeans via the sea because they were landlocked via the land, and and this was something that people are like, why did the Moors go into Europe? What are they doing going into Europe? They sold us out. Why were they hollering at white girls? Look, family, we had to go into Europe ever since we put them into Europe. We had to landlock them in. So they were landlocked. The Romans were landlocked, and we always were in there assuring the fact that they were not venturing forth and making any plans to venture forth. Mind you, in the 1500s, they still hadn't discovered India or China. They'd never ventured forth into those lands. So obviously something was you know, somebody was doing something right. Keeping them they were in looking check, for right. Preston John and whatnot. This is the fifteen hundreds. We we in the two thousands right now. They never even they didn't even know how to get into India. They never saw Indian. They didn't even know about Asia or, or China. They never was able to venture into those lands. It had nothing to do with the earth being flat. They did not they were not allowed to go into that. And right. China and India had no they 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 didn't even go into Europe. They had no reasons to go into Europe. They didn't want to do business. They had no, you know what I mean. They they dealt with the Silk Road, where they would trade with the Moors and other people to take their merchandise and their wares into Europe via those merchants. But they were not participating in the merchant trade with Europeans at all. Yes, and and how that played out in terms of. Uh, of the Lenape, as well as as well as many of the other Algonquin speakers along the uh, east coast. Mm-hmm. If a ship came from the east, mm-hmm. and the people on that ship said they were escaping persecution, they were escaping yes. oppression, 
Oppression, yes. We would they give them as much land as they could walk in a day. Yep, they were given asylum. And yes, you were given asylum. So, so, so that is why you hear this scene among the early colonizers that they were, you know, the new the New England colony were pilgrims escaping persecution. The uh, Maryland colony was supposedly founded by Catholics escaping persecution. And Philadelphia was supposedly founded by Quakers and, and you know, the Society of Friends escaping persecution. But that was what what I... I've come to find out um, through my research that was just kind of a front to get a foothold onto the land because they knew that that was our policy and they played into it, you know. Uh, William Penn in, in particular. And, uh, again, it was a... It was, it was a part of the biggest act of magic ever to take place to not only get this land, but to uh, even be able to turn this act of colonization into world global domination. Dominance. Yes. So where we see the country now, you know, like on the brink of transforming into this new world order, yeah, man, this thing has been put, this thing was put in place hundreds of years ago, you know, Definitely. because they knew whatever they, they well, I should even, let, let me even back up to talk, if, if I can, to talk about William Penn, because that's really where this, the roots of this magic lie, okay? Because they just couldn't take over this land. They couldn't just come in and, bum rush Shaksamaxin and work the magic that they did. If they had just come in and bum rushed Shaksamaxin, whatever they did subsequently, they would not do with the full participation of the earth. So they had to have a situation where an indigenous representative agreed on Shaksamaxin yes. to grant them this land and they that's what they set the stage to do and it's a deep history it involves I think I kind of mentioned it the assassination the murder of Chief Tammany's wife the queen goddess Winona because when the European colonists came over here they ran in, they ran into a, a a cultural conflict because they were used to sitting down man to man, pouring a, a glass of rum, rum sparking up a pipe, and, you know, doing business man to man. Challenge was, in the Napi Hoking and, and many other Algonquin societies, the grandmothers made all decisions, particularly 
when it came to granting land. You know, so the clan mothers. Good. Did you say yeah, the clan mothers? The clan mothers, okay. the grandmothers. That's right. The, there was a yeah. council of grandmothers who uh, made the law. They made the decisions. As a matter of fact, uh, this concept of division of government. Right, you got this legislative, executive, judicial branches. Right, that was already in place before they came, before the Europeans came. The difference was what we would consider Congress now was actually the el the the Council of Elder Mothers, the grandmothers. They were the ones who made the law. The sachem or the shechem, the the you know. The, the the chief, he was more of a spokesman, a figurehead, someone who just spoke the wishes and uh, commands of the grandmother council, but he himself was not a decision maker. So when the Europeans would sit down with the sachems and or the shekels and be like, yo, let's let's work this thing out, you know? We want this land, here's some rum, here's some guns. They'd be like, yo, we can't make this decision. The grandmother's making for us, you know. So they had a problem with that. And they had heard, you, and when I say they, I'm speaking about English, English colonists. They had heard about the Temple Mound of Shaks Hamaxin through legends in Europe. Legends of this Temple Mound were resounding in Europe as far back as the 1500s when you had yep. Swedish merchants who would who actually were granted some land near Shaks Hamaxin and would actually come to the Temple Mound on solstices to have bonfire celebrations. And that is really how the Temple Mound of Shaksamaxin got its current name, which is Fairmount. Okay, so you know if anybody knows Philadelphia, Fairmount Park, the largest park system of any urban uh, city in, in, in the country, is named after this Temple Mount, Fairmount or Firemount. Right? So the Swedes called it Fire Mount. The Lenape considered this mound sacred to the earth. They considered it an earth mound. The Swedes associated with the element of fire. French merchants heard about it from the Swedes and called it Montagne de Fure, or the Mountain of Fire. And then when the English merchants came, they referred to it as Fair Mount. But uh, it seems like a branch of the Rosicrucian order that was organized by two key figures, a woman named Jane Reed and a man named William Markham. They formed a Philadelphian society 
maybe 10 years before this city of Philadelphia was founded. And William Markham was William Penn's cousin and actually the first governor, the first appointed governor of Pennsylvania and was here a full year before William Penn showed up. His base was in a place called Chester, which is about 15 miles south of Philadelphia. And like I said, he was post up for about a year before William Penn even showed up. What was he doing? The fact that he was a Rosicrucian, the fact that he was a member of this Philadelphian society. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I sense that man was here looking for Fairmount. He was looking for this temple mound that was so powerful that whatever you do there, you do with the full participation of the earth. And he found it. So when William Penn showed up, Markham advised him to negotiate for this piece of land right here, which was, yeah, the heart of Shaxamoxon, you know. It, the, the, the piece of land that William Penn got contained the council rock, and council tree of Shaksamatsan, so like the actual place the Shekels would meet, which is what is today Penn Treaty Park. It contained the six-lay line convergence point where the, the keystone of the Stonehenge ley line resides, and it contained the Temple Mound. That was so, that's so sacred, so powerful, whatever we do there occurs with the full participation of the earth. So William Penn comes and, and presents himself and says, yeah, this is the land I want right here. Queen mothers were like, hell no. Nah, you're not getting it. This, this land right here, this is, you know, this is for we. Nah, you're not going to get this land. So... And 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 I'm gonna tell you this story. What, I, what I'm sharing is has been compiled through all history, studying these these uh, statues and edifices that they have put up to memorialize certain things. And Brother Ampu was a, a, a big instrument in decoding this as well. Uh, as a matter of fact, he's he's the one who really decoded most of the symbolism of the statue that embodies this whole thing at Eakins Oval, which is in front of Fairmount. And when I say Fairmount, do y'all know what I'm, where I'm talking about? I'm not 100% sure. Is that sure that I, I was going to say because it's ingrained in your brain. Because when Rocky is making that triumphant run, and it culminates in running up the, running up them steps. Yeah, he's running up the Temple Mount. Oh, I got. I, I hold on, bro. Oh, bro. I gotta get that pool his ball, man. Yeah, I was gonna say right because you have to get Philadelphia exposed to really see. 
how this brother decodes Rocky to show that it was really a reenactment of the Greek myth of Apollo fighting the and killing the the uh, serpent, the python at Pithos. Mm. You know? Yeah, because uh, wow. Rocky's name was Rocky Balboa, Balboa, and he was fighting Apollo Creed. I I don't, you know, I don't really want to get and too Apollo deep into it. Yeah, Apollo yeah, was Absolutely. Um, that get that Philadelphia exposed, you know? But the yeah, thing is... You know what I'm saying? And Pooh, uh, for the family that are not familiar with Brother Ampu, Brother Ampu uh, is one of the original road dogs for KTL. You know what I'm saying? I was our in-house astrologist, and he does monumental work. You know what I mean? We've done some monumental, some groundwork with the brother in the past, and uh, he does um, some wonderful work on geodetics. And right now he does a lot of spiritual work, especially going yeah. for some solstice rituals and things of that nature. So he's not just behind the computer, you know what I mean? He's on the ground doing the work, you know what I'm saying, doing what he has to do. Going to the sacred spots, working the rituals, you know? Yeah, working the rituals, reversing some of the spells, which is something that uh, – you know, I can't I can't reiterate how important that is. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing to study it, but these places, you know, what I'm saying like I'm, I'm gonna just keep it one thousand, and I and I I bear I bear the responsibility of saying something like this. You know, you know they got the prism and all of that out there, but at this point, you know, who the hell cares? I'm, you know, what I'm saying there's no fear in me. Like we gotta remove some of them statues, family. Real talk, like some of those bronze statues that's on these ley lines and things of that nature, like if they're not removed or if they're not, you know, challenged, we, you know, we're going to get into it further in this show, but something has to be done to counter that energy. You feel me? And I'm not talking about well, defacing property and things of that nature, but, you know, we are, we are the ancestors returned. We are we are the the Lenape, we are the Algonquin, we are you know some of these spirits, these 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 ancestors have returned in some and many of us. So it's only right, you know, we walking around, you know what I'm saying, like punching the clock, doing other things, while those uh, decaders and pins and all of these other. Uh, 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 generals who were responsible for the genocides, they have bronze statues erected in their name. They're teaching our babies in the schools to worship them and to honor them and praise them, and we wonder why the spell is so damn thick. Right. Okay? And like the brother was saying, the, the, we have historical lands such as Shekamexum, such as Delaware, where coincidentally, this is where the majority of Fortune 500 companies are incorporated and things oh, of that up. nature. That's right. You know what I'm saying? It's the a reason for again, that. The tap, that <laughs> because they're tapping. Because what happens here does what, what, does what? It happens with the full participation of the earth. Of the earth, you know? You know? But now that, but that's, but I was going to, to build on what you were just saying, right? 
I think that's one of our biggest respons- responsibilities right now. Is yeah. because there come a man just like Benjamin Franklin is a man just like we. Yes. Only difference is is he knows this science and what he does. What he did, he did with the full participation of the earth. So his yes. shit had power. And our shit is weak because it's just we as an individual. Yep. So we have to find these power places and we got to do our thing with the full participation of the earth. And if we do that, then it'll, it'll, it'll dismantle itself. That's what I see. I feel That's it too, I brother. No, not only do I you feel know. it, though, not only do I feel it, I know it. Yes, sir. You feel me? Because not you only know, do I feel it. Yes, sir. It goes. It no. goes. It goes back. It goes back into what the Moors have attempted to do with the paperwork. It goes back into what the Black Power movement is talking about reparations and things of that nature. Forty acres and a mule, and all of these other things. Family, please understand this: that the spell. And it's the spiritual spell. We're talking about right. spirit. We're talking about unseen. We're talking about groups of people who get together and summon demonic spirits who do their bidding for them. We're talking yeah. about Europeans who tapped into the Croatia. We're talking about Europeans, for all the fans out there of Panic and all the fans of Bobby Hemmett and all the fans of Mitchell Gibson and things of that nature, go ahead and refer to these brothers. Go, go get their works. We'll talk to them and ask them what, what it is that I'm breaking down right now. We're talking about Europeans who come together in fraternal orders, okay, Lu- Luciferian societies and whatnot, okay, free Freemasonic uh, uh, rituals and things of that nature that take place on solstices and things of that nature while we contemplate what to do. These people have gone ahead and summoned a lot of spiritual energy from the unseen Right. Unseen realm, the spirit realm, doing what our family has done in the lands of Africa, Africa traditional religions over the centuries and things of that nature. We ain't just talking about Kemet. We talking Dogon. We talking Yoruba, Palomayombe, all of these other things. But these Europeans who conquered this land via magic and also through the barrel of the gun and also through the Bible, okay, these people are in power because of the participation of the inhabitants of this land. Picture this. Picture if they conquered, you know, a powerful entity such as, you know, Sitting Bull or somebody. And may Sitting Bull pray to their gods. And may Sitting Bull honor their holidays to pay homage to them destroying and pillaging his nation. Don't you know? That just by doing that ritual right there, they will retain their power. Hmm? Right. All the descendants are going to be subjugated spiritually. They're all going to be subjugated spiritually on the unseen. It will be spiritual lockdown. Their chakras will be completely on lock because they will not be able to. Right. Right. We remind the family that they have Geronimo's skull. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? 
and the, and the, yeah, and and um, Skull and Bones fraternal um, inside of uh, Yale, right? Right. Geronimo Skull right. is prominently featured inside of their fraternal order. We're just talking about that fraternal order. Blue, you can relate. You know what's going on inside of these lodges. We know that inside of many of these rooms, they have the skulls of many of the warriors and the kings. They have Montezuma's remains. They have right. uh, the remains of the Peruvian, the Aztecian. You know what I'm saying? They have the remains of many of the different chiefs that they dug up these mounds when they ex- when, when the Smithsonian Institute went ahead and uh, and dug up the mounds, basically uh, uh, pillaged the mounds. They took all mound of the remains of right. the mound excavations of the eight-foot, nine-foot giants that were uh, laced in copper breastplates, uh, um, you know, and all kind of other precious stones and things of that nature. And they took right. these and they got them inside of these places. And they, they, this is what they're working with. It's not rocket yeah. science. It's not yeah. rocket science, but they go unchallenged. So when you when you when you when you want to go ahead and march, and you want to sing hymns and whatnot, and you want to protest, you want to write petitions and things of that nature, I say that that's what it is. It's cool. You know what I mean? And, and you think that if George Zimmerman gets found guilty or not guilty, that that's going to change the course of racism or race relations in America? So be it. If that's where you're at with it, then cool. You you know, there's a thing called Jacob's Ladder. You're going to have to climb up the ladder a little bit more and reach the top and realize that the true war is on the unseen. Right. Yeah, man. Even when you're putting in that work. I'm sorry, brother. But even oh, in, no. even when you're putting in that work, it's on the unseen, okay, i.e. at night when nobody is looking. You don't need no cameras. You don't need it on YouTube. Do the work on the unseen. Summon those spirits that are adversaries to the spirits that they're summoning because those spirits have to bow down to something greater than them, and you are the ones who can summon those spirits. You can even summon the spirits that they're summoning, and they'll work for you more than they'll work for them. Yes, sir. But I digress. I don't want to go too, you know. Now you're right, President, because we're all out just to build on what you're saying in a prophecy reveal. And this isn't a battle of flesh and blood, but a spiritual wickedness in high and low places. And that's, that's ultimately what this science is about, you know. This science that we've been talking about all this time, it's, you know, it's really called urban geomancy, you know. And it's... Yeah, man. On on the best way to visualize it, planetary feng shui. So we know I'm trying to feng shui my house to have a certain vibe, a certain uh, energy imprint. I have to mind where I place certain things. And where I place certain things is either going to enhance a certain energy flow or block up a certain energy flow. So urban geomancy is just about that, you know, about... uh, Number one, finding the energy nodes, the place where the because if I if I'm at a place where six ley lines converge, what does that tell me? That I'm at a place where the earth energy is concentrated. You know, 
because I got, if, if it's just one ley line moving through, okay. But if I got six coming together, right, at that point, there's going to be a concentration of earth energy. So these urban geomancers, and they're known by many names historically, right, they will be most generally known as, as like the, the Masons, you know, the Freemasons. But it's even a certain order within them. You know, not all Masons deal with this science, you know. Uh, but, yeah, man, they, they, they can find the ley lines. And the way that they find the ley lines is through finding the mounds. Because they knew we already tracked the ley lines through creating the mounds, you know. Uh, they find the ley lines find our mounds, and then, yeah, they work some planetary feng shui to feed the energy to their intention, to their will, you know, and lock down the earth energy uh, so that no other beings other than themselves can access it unless it's through them, you know. And that's what these metropolises is all about, Okay. Met means measure, trop is circle. So it's all about creating what they would call these radially designed cities. And politics is all about running the metropolis, you know. That's that's how all these things, all these things tie together. And uh, usually at the center of these radially designed cities, will be what we will call their towers of power or their edifices, these buildings that are made with either semiconductive as well as conductive materials uh, and designed in such a way that they can act as infrared, radio, and ultraviolet broadcast antenna, you know? And... uh, they work it. They work in it. And that's what we're experiencing today. And, uh, yeah, man, it's an ancient science. It goes all the way back to Ur. That's where we get the word urban from, you know. Ur and Chaldea and Babylon, you know, this whole idea in Scripture of, of Babylon, the Tower of Babel. And when the Tower of Babel was created it, you know, manifest and caused a confusion of tongues and created like, you know, a schism and, and division in the collective mind of humanity. So, you know, it's an ancient science. But uh Philadelphia marks what you would say, you know, them stepped up their game with Philadelphia. You know? And Stepped it up to the point where it was able to birth the most powerful nation in the world, and then they can use that as a tool to actually conquer the world. You know, so that's uh, that's the significance of, of, of this scene. You know, and the seal. Are y'all budging there? I want to make sure I'm not disconnected. Hello, now we here. All right, bless. Yes, I want to seal. I want to seal up that reasoning on William Penn because it's real important. You know, because like I said, they wouldn't have been able to work this magic if they had just taken over this land. 
This land had to be granted over to them. The grandmothers wasn't having it. And so they assassinated the queen goddess Winona. And the brother Ampu was able to really identify the way that they did it, which was they pushed her. They, they, uh, they, 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 they somehow brokered a meeting with the queen goddess and the Wissahickon, not far from what's called the Hermit's Cave, where the first Rosicrucian mystic, Johannes Kelpius, or Johann Kelp, came to the Americas and lived in a cave out in the wilderness in the Wissahickon, which is that Pangean microcontinent that I had mentioned earlier, this most sacred land in the middle of Philadelphia. He brokered a meeting with the queen goddess Winona and pushed her over a ledge, pushed her over a cliff. And then to hide their crime, they said that she jumped over because of a spurned lover, a you know, European spurned her love, named the cliff Lover's Leap, and then to create a needle in the haystack effect. Lover's Leaps have been recreated all over the country and the story retold all over the country. Right? You can find a Lover's Leap in almost every state. There's two in Pennsylvania. And they did that to hide the fact that they killed the queen goddess Winona. Once they did that, Chief Tammany was put into the position where he granted William Penn the land and the you know what they in that act that they called Penn Treaty in September of sixteen eighty two, making Philadelphia a Scorpio City, you know. And uh by doing that, Chief Tammany Signing Penn Treaty with William Penn in Shoxamoxon, what? That meant he granted William Penn this land with the full participation of the earth. So even the earth honored this treaty. And then that set the stage for, yeah, this nation being born. You know, not quite a hundred years later, but being birthed with the full participation of the earth. And so when that happened, so so then how does that manifest? How the United States seems to have such providence, such grace. It it seems God bless America. It seems like this nation is God how this nation's been at war almost since its inception. The war has yep. never touched the land, right? Yeah. And it's like, this this nation really acts blessed. without blessed. conscience. And when things, you know, 
as as his majesty would say, you know, international morality. The three when his majesty wrote the charter for the United Nations, he built it on three pillars. Collective security, global disarmament, and international morality. So in the realm of international morality, the United States, I mean, if you really check it, you know, it's a very fuck-wild nation. You know, it's, it's, it's done some immoral things on the international level. But yet it, it's like, what, what is, it ain't catch no judgment. How is that? That's how powerful this magic that them worked from Shaksa Moxin. And, and can so, you share with the family that that was yes. the first capital? Yes, Shaksa before DC. Yes, before DC. There is a very strong and mystical connection between Philadelphia and Washington DC. And truth be told. The first, the surveyor of Philadelphia for William Penn, Thomas Holmes. He, he. I, I know you said son told us don't don't use it, but there ain't no other way to put it. Thomas Holmes fucked up, man. Yes. <laughs> he, 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 yes, he, yes. He, fucked, he fucked up in a big way for them. Okay, that prevented Philadelphia in terms of this urban geomancy from being an effective national capital. Okay. In order for a city to have the geo, to have its energy on geomantic lockdown, right? Certain things gotta kind of have to uh, be lined up. One of them being that the north-south axis of the city also be aligned with the magnetic pole, meaning. And I'll, and I'll use D.C. and Philadelphia as an example, okay, because D.C. was a perfected city created by Benjamin Banneker, so perfect and so empowered with the star Sirius that was empowering the black people in Philadelphia, I mean, excuse me, in Washington, D.C., that they had to actually dismantle the perfect city, okay? Mm. But... In terms of, like, seeing how Philadelphia is off with this uh, magnetic alignment, Broad Street is Philadelphia's north-south axis. So I'm standing on Broad Street facing north, and I have a compass in my hand. My eyesight is going to be going straight ahead. The compass is going to be pointing about 20 degrees to my left. Okay, because Thomas Holmes did not make the axis of the city aligned with the magnetic poles. What he did to create the axes for Philadelphia is he found the highest point between the Lenapihana and Maniunk rivers, which is today called the Delaware and Schuylkill. Marked that middle point and then drew a straight line from shore to shore of the two rivers. And he made that the east-west axis of the city. Then he just, you know, went to the midpoint of that line and then drew a perpendicular 
line to be the north-south axis. So that's Broad and Market Streets. We call it the line that Broad and Market. Those that's the Market is the east-west axis for the city. Broad is the north-south. So again, mm-hmm. if I'm standing with a compass on Broad Street, Broad is going to be going straight in front of me. My compass is going to be pointing to the left. As I contrast that to Washington D.C., with 16th Street is the north-south uh, axis, geographic axis, because Washington D.C. actually has two. It has two axes. It has a geographic axis, which is demarked by 16th Street, and then it has a roadway axis, or you know the axis for street. Uh, radi- radi- uh, radiating out, and that is North Capitol Street, and, that, and they okay. set it up that way to represent the uh, multiple, uh, you know, the shared government. How there's a executive and legislative, right? So mm-hmm. one actor represents the executive, which is 16th Street, because it runs right through the. White House, and then you got North Capitol Street, which runs straight through the Capitol. Okay, so each of them houses are also an axis within the city. But if I'm standing on on 16th Street, looking up north, and I have my compass, guess what? 16th Street, and that compass is going to be aligned. Okay, so that was the biggest. Thing that Thomas Holmes did not do in terms of laying out the axis of Philadelphia that forced these Masons to say, well, yeah, if we really want to create a capital that's geomantically strong enough that can exert its influence not just in the local region that it's in, but, you know, nationwide, yeah, we got to have it lined up proper. And that was, you know, why I don't create D.C. And then, then why did they need Benjamin Banneker? Why did they need Benjamin? You can lay out a city. Did they need Benjamin Banneker to lay out a city? No. Because this city's laid out in Europe, right? Right? What did they need Benjamin what did they need Benjamin Banneker for? L'Enfant could have laid out Washington, D.C. if they just wanted a city. If they wanted a city. They wanted a certain type of, They wanted a certain type of city. It had to have certain features. Number one, number one, it had to be on top of the global mount matrix. It had, he had to, he had to go to a indigenous Algonquin more and say, well, show me the mounds. Okay? Number two, it had to be aligned magnetically, right? Like what we were just talking about. Number three, they wanted it to sit on the Stonehenge Keystone Ley Line that I was talking about, that main ley line. Okay? So what and I think there was one other thing. They wanted Washington they wanted the new capital to be aligned to another 
power center in our nation, which is Cahokia. Okay? Cahokia, you know, right outside of St. Louis. Even though it's in Illinois, it's really where mm-hmm. St. Louis is. Okay? Which was really, even though Shaxamaxon was the place where the kings meet for the East Coast, I would dare to say the largest Algonquin-speaking capital of the North Continental, you know, what we call America would be Cahokia, you know. Because okay. I'm saying, you you're mound Ohio. Cahokia. No, this is Illinois. Cahokia and Illinois, the mound there is nine stories tall. Well, and they say that. Say what? Yeah. When we went to Serpent Mound, uh, Chicago is not far away. So we're talking about this is all in the same area, and it was, um, you know, it was, it was told to us that that whole region was the area where the five civilized nations were all located. So, you know, Absolutely. it is in the same area. And I do want to also, I want you to also build on the fact that we're speaking about certain areas that happen to be what we know now as urban jungles. Um, Philadelphia, where the crime rate is, um, you know, something to, um, it's bananas. It's it's comparable to the wars that are taking place overseas. Um, Illinois, Chicago, Detroit. Um, Can can you build with the family about how working the ley lines and working the geomancy and the grid can affect our people in a negative manner? Absolutely. I did just want to, just to seal the thing with D.C. D.C. and Cahokia are both on that 38th parallel. Philly's on the 40th parallel. They put, they lined D.C. up with Cahokia by putting it on that 38th parallel. Okay. But yes, urban geomancy. How does this thing, I'll use my neighborhood if you don't, if if I can. I'm going to use my neighborhood here in Philadelphia, Germantown, as a prime example. Okay, mm-hmm. because Germantown is is occupies the second largest mound in Philadelphia, which is called the Queen's Mound. This was Queen Winona's Germantown was Queen Winona's spot. This was her set. Wow. Okay, and all of the street names up here tell this even tell the story, brother, if you know it. Okay, right. I was yes, too they blocked. I live three blocks from Queen Street, two blocks from Winona Street. At the base of the Queen's Mound, there's three streets. One named Queen Lane, one named Indian Queen Lane, one named New Queen Street. Okay? So, and this is right there at the... after what at what was once called the Maniunk River, which is now called the Schuylkill River. Now, if we take, if we start at the river and take Queens Lane up the mound, go up, 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 right? Because it's, you know, the only way you can get to Germantown is by going up a hill. We're the first elevation from Atlantic City and the ocean all the way east, 
Okay, Germantown, all right? Most of Philadelphia is in, in the in the valley, in what they call the Delaware Valley. Okay? So you come up Queen Lane, you're gonna come to what was in the seventeen hundreds, what they called a potter's field or a potter's grave. It was one it was the one of the first burial grounds free Africans would would you know, could be buried in. But also poor. It's just a very historical burial ground because it was it was one of the first interracial. You know, you go down south, yo, mm-hmm. they were segregated to the grave. <laughs> Yeah, this cemetery was integrated The cemetery is one of the first cemeteries that free Africans were buried in Okay What did they do? They built a high-rise project Over this Potter's Cemetery on the Queen's Mound On Queen's Lane now, you have to know, my brethren, you have to know, there's no other high-rise project nowhere else in Germantown or other neighboring communities. Mm-hmm. This spot was an anomaly. Where in the hell, why would y'all put this thing here? But I tell you what, it was it's a project. It it was ground zero for all the crime. Most of the crime happening in, in our area and the energy, the vibe, the frequency that was broadcast from this place. Yeah, man, it set the tone. Y'all know how it felt in the late 80s and 90s when the crack, you know, just you can hear that public enemy rip. You hear that public enemy riff in the back, you know, and you see the the cat. Yo, niggas were stealing, niggas were stealing trash cans, bro. Yeah, it was it was it was the night. I don't know for the family that's out there. Yeah, when y'all was when y'all was y'all, y'all was being breastfed during that era, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if y'all was dead, but that shit was scary. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. A lot of people. Brushed off now and act, you know, because they survived it, so they could talk crazy now. But it was a dark period. So it was a dark. It was a, it was a very dark period. And how did they make it so dark? By finding what? Okay, if you're gonna if you're gonna build a high rise project, you can't tell me this is coincidental. You're gonna build a high rise. Project where there's no one, no, nothing else like it in two mile radius, two three mile radius, and it just happens. It just happens to be on top of a potter's graveyard on one of the most sacred mounds in Philadelphia. Nah, man, that thing wasn't coincidental. That was that's urban geomancy. That is urban feng shui. That's like placement, putting things in certain places to do this in the 
or jam up an energy, you know. So now, show, and show you how deep things, how how time has uh, has has evolved. Because, right, the Philadelphia Housing Authority has closed up that project, and they want to tear it down and make these uh, like low-rise projects now. But there is a coalition here in Philadelphia called Avenge the Ancestors who are fighting to make that a properly memorialized scene, you know? So, yeah, man. And that's and so, like, right, if we can get, imagine if we can get Queen Winona and those first three Africans honored there, the place where we can go and feed our ancestors, hey, maybe we can do that, do the things we do there, we can do with the full participation of the earth. Just maybe, you know. But that is an mm-hmm. example. That is an example of, of, of how they use urban geomancy to either enhance or take away uh, a community. You know, and and this is why, and, and, and I'm glad you brought that up, too, because, again, someone once might say, well, I don't live in Philadelphia. Why is this book, Mystic Philadelphia, important for me? It's very important because you know what? Just how I studied this shitty that I'm in, and I studied this urban geomancy and see how the way they got these things placed, how it's impacted not only me but the people around me, Yes. I yeah, have no idea. You got to do that with where you live. If you want to master yourself, master your scene, be empowered, tap in uh, to, you know, the ashe that the earth has for us. Yeah, man, we got to we, we gotta study this thing. This is not a battle of flesh and blood that we are fighting, you know. It has to. This I wonder what. Um, yeah, it's it's a battle of principalities and high places. You know what I mean? That's right. It's a battle of the unseen. It's a battle what of spiritual things, demonic spiritual. Principalities and powers is fighting war on the hour. On that, yeah. Yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah you know man. What I mean? So. Yeah, so we, we really have to understand that Fort Greene. Now, can I can I, can I build on this too? Yes, sir. Because why? Another reason why I feel this is important is, and as it's dealing with the mounds, is see they can tap the mounds and put their edifices on it and get a certain amount of ashe, but see they have to. And this goes, This I go real deep into this in the book, all right? But they had to spill their blood into the mounds. They had to bury their lineages into the mounds to, you know, yeah. even kind of access the powers, right? But and to be told, the, the, the ancestral foundation of those mounds is our ancestors. And if we tap it proper, you know, the things we do will happen with the full participation of the earth. Let me ask and you a question. Yes, Bridget. 
would you go on record saying that that mass ritual was the Revolutionary War and then the Civil War where they have specific areas where they did the ritual killings? And we're talking Brother. about ritual killings Brother. of hundreds of thousands Brother. of them. Brother. Yo. I'm going to tell you, man, you amaze me, my brethren. You amaze me because that's exactly what I was alluding to. But I was like, oh, I'm not going to get all into that. But exactly. I only say that because when I study history, it made you know, it's like we were speaking about it earlier. I'm almost to the point where, and I'm I'm, I'm so grateful that you're coming along with this information and you're breaking these codes because it really was. It, 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 I almost was attributing shit to Google at one point. Don't don't judge me. Like I was attributing something to a time machine because when you study history, the shift in power happened so quickly, and they were able to take over this whole continent in such a a, a, a manner that it's almost like you said, magical and mystical. It was absolutely I, magical. I, 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 I attributed to time traveling. You know what I mean? Like, I started attributing shit to, like, time travel and technology. Like, this this is not even, like, this is coming from the future because it doesn't make sense because the, the, the wars that would have took place in order for them to take over this land, it, it, it's not on record. But when you start breaking down the fact that these people have understood there was a mystical, spiritual aspect of them snatching the power and locking this shit down. Then I started looking at the wars that took place, and it was directly within the timeline of these major wars that they began to regain this power. So it's like you were saying, the mass rituals that begin to take place, I'm looking at the Civil War, and I'm like, hold on. I'm look, you know what I mean? People get stuck in the slavery thing, and I'm like, that's the blind. They throwing you, they throwing you off. Like, don't look at that. It's almost similar to when we mm. do, when they, they're gonna do the history of the United States of America a hundred years from now, and they're gonna bring up slavery in the two thousand, and you niggas is not gonna realize that the people that they have in jail. That's your slaves right there. That's slavery. But we was functioning. People are going to be like, oh, how could they be free black people while they were slaves? Well, how the hell was they free? How is they free black people now? Right. The slavery that existed back then, okay, I'm not trying to justify anything, but there was a functioning society and a government and all kind of other things that was taking place simultaneously. Family, don't fall for that shit. The BT soldier with roots. It's a roost. It's not real. Yeah. It's not what it was. Yeah. There was things that were going on. There were people that looked like us that was in power at the same damn time. So a lot of rituals took place. They shed a lot of blood, like you were saying. They did a lot of rituals to switch that energy. Yeah. So, yeah, so to build on that, right, it actually, to build on that, we would actually go forward to the one of them called George Washington, all right? And in this whole science, I call George Washington Commander Necrogeomancer, all right? Uh-huh. And that group science is actually called Necrogeomancy, 
the placement of the dead. Okay? Where you place your dead and where you kill. Hold on. And, yeah, man, we have to start. We got to start with the one name called George Washington, George Washington, George Washington. All right? So now this dude was what I would call a mound gritter. And I'm not going to go real deep into the historical roots of the mound gritters, but they're, just to kind of describe them, they're usually a Freemason who has a military connection. George Washington is the archetype of of this type of individual. How George Washington was commander in chief. He was also, you know, master Mason. Okay. Or I will add on as well to to add on a Jesuit. You gotta remember the Jesuit Yeah, they're the military arm. They're the warriors they're the, of God, yeah. absolutely. They're the warriors of so, God, yes. you know. They're, they're definitely into this science. No doubt it, doubt it. You want to find the mound in your neighborhood? Find the monastery. Find the uh, Catholic shrine. Yes. And find you, you, probably found, you probably found your mound, okay? Exactly. Uh, it's on top but now, of it. George Washington, uh, with the... Revolutionary War, all of the key battles, all of the places that George Washington, you know, they say George Washington slept here, George Washington did this here, there's a memorial form here, and they're all spread out. All of them is yes. major ley line nodes or mounds. Yes, they and are. you're right, they would shed the blood there. Or maybe make a memorial there and then bury some of the, you know, Revolutionary War dead or the Civil War dead there to memorialize, quote-unquote, that battle. And, yeah, man, that's necrogeomancy. They're putting their ancestors, their lineage, their blood into those mounds so that they can further tap that energy. And... uh yeah, man, it's a very, very significant aspect of this science, you know. And you're right. If you study the battles from Bunker Hill, right, Bunker Hill, all the way through to the Battle of Germantown right here, mm-hmm. all them battles, man, all them battles for the Right, Revolutionary and Civil War. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, you on it, brother. You on it. Thank you, man. I mean, that's the spirit telling me, like, that's what it is because it, yeah. it only makes sense. You know what I mean? It only makes sense. And then the other wars that took place amongst the indigenous, you know what I mean, the indigenous warriors where, you know, the uh, where the Europeans went ahead and did their thing, what comes to mind, what, what really hits me is, um, you know, what took place in Massachusetts. And I say that because of the fact that, you know, the quote-unquote Boston Marathon bombing took place, 
you know what I mean, on what they call Patriots Day. And when you right. get knowledge about King George and all of that information about the King George and the war that took place between King George and um not not King George, King Philip. King Philip's and, war, uh, yeah. Yeah, King Philip's war in Boston or Massachusetts rather, that being the uh that being the um the entry, that being the straw that broke the camel's back that allowed the European to begin to move on the land and things of that nature. Subsequently you find the um the Revolutionary War um coming coming out of that conflict and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? It was like, come on, like, you know, what are we studying history for if we can't tie that in? Like it's telling you right then and there, it's showing you that this is a tie. It's a it's it's a tie in. You know, so yeah. a lot of a lot I mean, family, please, brothers like this, Ross Ben Brother Ampu with that DVD that he put out. Um, there's a brother by the name of Umar out of the West Washita, Wichita Nation, Yazoo Bay. Um, there, there are a few people out there. You know, I'm gonna even give it up. Even the brother I said, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's a few other brothers out there to do some monumental work about tying in the history of these land masses. You know what I'm saying? And I implore, if you're standing on this land, if you're living on this land, if you're paying rent, you know what I mean? If your ancestors are buried in this land, you need to do the the, the, the correctiveness. You need to do the correctiveness history. You need to correct your history about the land that you were standing. Maybe even the land that you may be sending your child, okay, or your loved one to go and fight wars for. Feel me? Yes. Do knowledge and about this land. If this land has some monumental history on it, and it will tie back into the mysteries that exist within, you know, within your within your spirit or within your mind. And it's not. It, it's all buried in shallow graves. Nothing is buried six feet deep. It's not deep because it just happened. So you know. I want to build on something real quick after you finish. I want to ask you a question about some movies. Sure. Well, what I, I just wanted to mention, because uh, even why I requested to come on this, this day, I, and, I, and I, I, you know, we just jumped in straight to the reasoning. But okay. uh, I am uh, in the middle of, of a Kickstarter campaign for this person. So, the, so I'm, I'm, I've, I've written, I've put all this the information that I'm pool myself, Mama Gail Cloudin came together with. I put it in a book form, and I, I've entitled it "Mystic Philadelphia: The Astrology and Geomancy of America's First Metropolis," and I'm running a wow. Kickstarter campaign for it. For the, um, 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 my goal is $4,400, and my campaign is 44 days. I started this week, going to run through July 22nd. I got about, um, excuse me, July 26th, and I got about $400. So that law of four is working for us right now, you know, for 44. Hold and, on. Uh, Hold on. 
Yes, sir. And I'll and I'll get that's into that. why I'll, I'll get into how that law of forty four relates to Philadelphia, and it, a, after you know I put this plug in because I, this is actually my second attempt with this Kickstarter campaign. I did it about a year ago and I was unsuccessful. And for those that don't know how Kickstarter works, it's like all or nothing. If you make your goal, you get your cheddar, and then you can, you know, uh, fill those pre-orders, right? You don't make your goal, you don't get nothing. So I feel this is some important work. I feel the ancestors want this thing to manifest, and I feel it's very relevant for the Know, know the Ledge community. Damn. So I'm appealing. Yes, I am appealing to the community to go to Rospen.com. You'll see the information on the Kickstarter campaign. Go to Kickstarter.com. The Return of Mystic Philadelphia. Pre-order this book. There's pre-order uh, options from like five dollars on up to five hundred. You know, and uh, if everybody contributes a little, no one will have to contribute a lot. And I'm not even asking for a handout. If you're interested in this information, just go ahead and get that pre-order, and in that way we can make this thing manifest. You know. So. Uh, hey. Yeah, you know. If you want me to, because you know, I, 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 I said if you want me to, because I've done it on the show before, I share, I, I, you know, I share the information that I have with the family about the significance of crowdsourcing. You know, what I mean, I, I've been doing some thorough research, and uh, I honestly can say that this is the future right here. The minute the conscious community fully adapts the um, the um, the concept of crowdsourcing, yeah, and funding and and funding our ideas and our endeavors as a collective, right, family yeah. group economics, which I challenge anybody to um. I don't even want to challenge anybody. I don't want to be in the mode of challenging, but I encourage everybody to go ahead and do the research on it because it is actually something that is very profitable for all. I mean, let, let's just talk layman's terms. Look at the Asians, okay? I'm in Miami right now. Look at the Cubans, okay? Look at the Africans who came over here from a continent that is considered third world, they are actively participating in your faith, all right? Group economics, they're actively participating in crowdsourcing. Look at the Indians, the East Indians, all right? I'm going to read an article quickly about some information about Kickstarter and crowdfunding. The $5.1 billion future of crowdfunding is more than Kickstarter. The concept of offering a few bucks to help out a project might have started to help your friend's new album, but new numbers show it's growing rapidly and turning into a legitimate form of investment. Hmm. Crowdfunding is booming, 
more than 1 million campaigns across 308 platforms, which means websites, raised $2.7 billion last year, an increase of 81% on 2011. And that volume is set to almost double in 2013 to $5.1 billion, according to a new report. But if you thought the future of crowdfunding was all about dinky video game pitches and cheerful perks on Kickstarter, you'd be missing something. Going forward, crowdfunding is likely to take on many forms, be more geographically diverse, and for better or worse, look more... Um, like big time investing. So mm. what the article is saying in so many ways, family, and it's speaking to what we're doing right now. This article just talked about what we're doing right now. It's saying that we're not just going on Kickstarter to play games and fun, you know, like petty things. This brother here is coming on to talk about putting together a, crowd, a Kickstarter campaign to put together a work of monumental research that can one day enter the school or educational system. And before it even enters that, what can be done, it can enter your living room. It can enter your child's room. It can enter into your household so you can teach your loved ones, not only your babies, but you can also teach your loved ones about information of that we all know that they will never, never turn over to any one of us willingly, okay? We're talking about secrets right here. We're talking about Masonic secrets. We're talking about national treasure type secrets, all right? We're talking about Hiram Abiff being buried in that shallow grave. This is something that they will never, they will never share that with us. But because mm. they have platforms and we live in a society right now, because of the because of the power and and, and the uh, the um, fulfillment of what our ancestors told us will come in the future in the form of the internet, all right, the new world order, okay, in a good way, we are able to now come together as a collective. We don't have to go to a bank and get loans because we know that we can't get loans in the banks. It's scamming. It's a damn scam anyway. We we could right. we we could surpass that. We could surpass right. pawning um, heirlooms and things like that, taking things that mean value to us and pawning it to fund our projects. We could forsake that. We could forsake doing illegal things to fund any kind of endeavors that we want. Taking penitentiary chances, something that many of our brothers and sisters are being trapped up in nowadays, because now they have a platform such as. Kickstarter and hundreds of other websites that have popped up that are allowing us, if we're true to ourselves and if we're true to our, if we're true to the the covenant that we made amongst ourselves to each be there for each other, this is basically put your money where your mouth is, right? Yes. Yes. We need to we and, need to and, fund. Yeah. Oh. And, and you know, like I've. I've had some folk come to me and they say, well, yeah, you know, Ross, you should go with Indiegogo because whatever you get, you keep, you know, like where it's Kickstarter, it's all or nothing. If I make, if I don't uh, get 4,400 in pre-orders, 
I don't get nothing. Let's say I did yeah. Indiegogo, got 17, 18, then I get that. But, you know, I don't want to be in a position where, because I know the quality of book. I know the vision in my mind of the book I want to create. Yes. And I don't want to be in a position that I I I have to put it forth, right? Because some people have, I've received some contributions, but it doesn't equal the amount that I know is going to, I need to manifest this vision. So that's why I really am appealing to one and one, you know? Uh, Indeed. Indeed. You know that I'm... Yeah. Go, I'm, go ahead, Bradley. No, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, so, yeah, I, you know. And, uh, I mean, I'm actually thankful how I had the experience of an unsuccessful campaign because I learned a lot. One of the things I learned, because the first campaign, and I, and I do feel it was successful on a lot of levels because I, I got $1,800 with no internet radio show, brethren. This is just, this is just connecting ones, just connecting with one and ones in the community, and you know, like I would have events and say, yeah, the admission to the event is to pledge to Kickstarter, you know. But the uh-huh. biggest thing I learned, the biggest thing I learned, this elder came up to me after I was so said, "What internet radio shows was you on?" And I was like, "Damn, I wasn't on none." So they was like, yeah, that that you that's that's got to be different. So now I'm lined up to be on about seven or eight of them, Bredgen, but I kicked it off with the KTL family. KTL, you know, it's on tight. It's yeah, I'm right. to try to build with that Bredgen Lenon honor. I heard he was uh, a guest on y'all recent. Oh yes, and I I was told that you um you connected with the brother at the event out there, Shaker Maxim. Yeah, the Free Your Mind Conference. That really should have been called the Blow Your Mind Conference, man, because, yo. It was going in, I know. Man, I I heard some information. When I came home one evening, man, I'm telling you, I felt my brain. My brain was throbbing, brother, just trying to process all the information that I experienced that day. But, yeah, uh, you know. Had the great honor of meeting Lenon Honor at that experience, and uh, oh yeah, yeah he did it. Some show. Show. Yeah, he came on some, the show, uh, and, and, and uh, also Rick Smith. I think he was another uh, guest of yours at one time. Yeah, Rick Smith came yeah. on, and uh, he he took us into uh, all kind of dimensions. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, you know, he took us to the, the, you know, he uh, deals with the, um, the whole Palladian, uh, Zachariah Sitchin, um, right. you know, uh, theorem of 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 the reptilians and whatnot. Then, uh, I, I don't, no, I don't subscribe to that. Yeah, I don't subscribe to that. But <laughs> it was mean, interesting. It was interesting to have him on. You know, to. Uh, yeah to give his aspect of it because this is not that kind of show. 
where we're yeah. biased and things of that nature is information. If you could go Absolutely. ahead and research it, improve it, then by all means, I, I welcome you to go ahead and do that. But, um, you know, it's all good and all of that. But uh, he definitely came on. We're going to have him come on again because he holds a lot of information dealing with what we were building on earlier with the Lenape and the Montauks. Peter Moon yeah. and Rick Smith were together. I forgot. Yeah, I got to go ahead and put that show on a few networks. That was kind of major. But, um, yeah, and I would love when you are successful in your event to um, join me in the near future because we're going to be taking this crowdsourcing thing on the road. We want to teach some of our – yeah, we, you know – we don't want to be. We don't want to hold it as a secret to our family. We want to go into different markets and share some of the possibilities of yeah. what could come about if we if we really actively, you feel me, like really actively embrace. It. Yes. Yeah, because right concept. when I got into this thing last year, I felt like I wasn't just learning this for myself. Because I know so many brethren and sisters in our community who have a tight project, a tight thing, and all they need is a little cheddar to make it happen, man. Just a little you know? cheddar. I know babies. I know like babies, like 10-year-olds that have ideas, yes. right? It will make them multimillionaires in the near future. Absolutely. We can get them some funding. Absolutely. All they need is some funding. And I I used to pitch the idea that at every single lecture with parents, right, the ones who had, the ones who, you know, had the means, we're talking about rooms with 300 and 400 people in there. I mean, you know, the same thing takes place on these shows. We've we've squandered. You know what I mean? We squandered. We we lived in this pre-fund crowdsourcing and fundraising era where we've had thousands of people, that, like Lennon Honor's show, where there was about a thousand people on the line, or Brother Polite wow. shows, or Valentine's show. You know, we're pulling in numbers that you never saw at lectures just on a, just on a show right now, like on 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 you know from nine to twelve where if everybody were to give $5 at the end of the show, right. because at right. the end of the show, like, there hasn't been one show where we brought on a guest who wasn't working on a project or who didn't have, um, you know, information that justified the fact that, you know what, let's go ahead and fund this brother or this sister. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Whether it be a queen of four or Phil Valentine. What's $5? You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, what's $5? Because, you know, what, what is $5? What, you know what I mean? Because I'm not even saying a dollar anymore. $5 times a 1,000 people. You feel me? 5,000. Yeah, that's, we can make some forces just move with that. That's what I'm saying you know? because everybody is like, I need an economic plan and you want to, you know, give me the charts. And, and I'm like, no, you 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 being too difficult. Stop being so difficult. It, the platform is already set. Tuesdays and Fridays, right here, five dollars. Like, let's stop playing games. Because when I'm, I'm from the streets, and when you make excuses, 
you make excuses because you don't really want to do the work. You know what mm. I'm saying? There, there should be no excuses at the end of the day. And I, I've almost grown tiresome of beating on that drum to the fact that I'm not doing it anymore. Like I, like Blue Pill said earlier, we're going to fall back and we're going to deal with what we need to deal with because it, it, it's almost like, you know, it doesn't even, it doesn't even, it it, it, it doesn't work. Because we think that new existence, it, it don't add up. It doesn't add up at all. Because the, same. The, poss- the, the, the potential to be greater has been lost over the years. The potential to do more has been squandered over the years because the concept of crowdfunding wasn't given to our people. I don't blame nobody. I don't blame nobody. You know what I'm saying? I know that there's trust issues amongst our people. I know that there's all kind of things that go on amongst our people. So at the end of the day, they wasn't given this wisdom. They was given a whole bunch of wisdom, but they wasn't given the wisdom of the power of funding your own uh, ideas amongst your own people outside of outside forces. You know how many investors have come to us to sit down, but they're not part of the community. And they they will own a part of our they will own a part of us. They will have a string attached to us if we were to accept what it is that they're trying to give us. So we turn that down on many occasions because we don't want to sell out. Yes. Don't think that the people don't think that there's not people out there that's like yo I could own these niggas and we'll have all kind of ratchet shows because they bought into us and and they got a piece of us they have equity into what it is that we own. So we don't want that. We 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 would rather those thousand. We had a, we we have shows now that are being downloaded two hundred thousand times. Wow! So my our wow. Kickstarter campaign, I, it's our Kickstarter campaign is two million. You 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 know I want our Kickstarter. We we raising it at two million. Yeah. And all we asking is because we're at two million plus downloads, and all we're gonna tell the family some simpleness. It won't even hurt your bottom line, family. Like this, it it is not even a tax write-off. Give me a dollar. That's all I'm saying. Give me a dollar. I just want a dollar from the two million downloads. Give give us a dollar because at the end of the day, we proved what we could do on no budget, not low budget. We proved what we could do on no budget. Huh. All right, we made we made history off of no budget, and I'm not just talking about no the ledge radio. We talking about no the ledge TV. We talking about Kings County Clothing, We're talking about Ocean Fourteen Corporation, Seventh Heaven, okay, Soldier Culture Clothing. All right, this was all done on no budget, not low budget, but no budget. We went ahead and did everything that we have to do. All of the posts on Facebook, everything has been done out of our pocket. You know what I'm saying? Sacrificing everybody around us, family, and all kind of things to make this thing happen. So at the end of the day, say give us a dollar, you know what I'm saying? Because the numbers don't lie. Two million people plus have downloaded. All we want is a dollar because with that budget, you are Come on, B. We talking about. Yeah. We talking about. We, you know, we talking about life. We talking about changing the world. Yes. And. I doubt that we could be doubted at this point. Like, if, if there's still more doubt, like, if we still have to prove what it is that we could do and the power that we hold, then I don't know what to tell you. Then you just got to wait for Jesus to come back because he's the only one that could pull the trick off. You know what I well, mean? Well, 
Well, my brethren, I, I do hope that when we build in the future, I yes. can have the experience of a failed Kickstarter attempt and a successful one, and that my my time on Nota Ledge was a big part of that success because it'll be a great barometer for you to know how the visions you were just sharing is going to manifest, you know? Yeah. So that is my prayer. That is my prayer. Yeah. Hey, I do want to uh, plug, I, I wanna good, plug one other thing because no I am coming. I'm returning to New York. Sister Cornelia oh, is bringing me back up to seal the Star Nation, yeah. and that's going to be because, uh, you know, time ran out on us last time, you know? You know so I'm actually so going to be at uh, Nicholas, Brooklyn, June 30th. Sunday, June 30th, for the Return of the Star Nations Part 2. Who's behind it all? Because that's where we sealed up last time. Who's behind it all? And it's funny, brethren, because you said, yeah, I I listened to the early part where you were like, yeah, he's a Ross talking about the Star Nations. Well, yeah, brethren, when we look at who's behind it all, yeah. You're going to see why it's a lot <laughs> talking about the Star Nation. That's all I'm going to say on that. All right? And I do no, want to no. see no, I just, Yeah, man. I, I do want to do that for that. Bless. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I do want to see you on talking about that for why did I choose? Because my original goal was 4400 even the first campaign. But I did it for 30 uh-huh. days. I said, this time, I'm going to do it 4,400 for my goal, but for 44 days, too. And that's tapping another mystical dimension of Philadelphia. And Philadelphia rests on the 40th parallel. Uh, okay. The 40th parallel of latitude starts... Uh, Right in the middle of North Philadelphia, you know, around Lehigh Avenue. And the 40th parallel actually extends from Philly on north up through Manhattan and uh, most of the five boroughs. And I think it, the 41st parallel begins uh, just a little bit below Montauk. Okay, so uh, hold on. Now, all the things that we have shared about Philadelphia and Shocks and Moxon and all of that, I think another reason why all of that is here is because it's on the 40th parallel. And we know biblically, right, biblically 40 is embedded, encoded as a powerful number biblically, you know? Yasu fasted 40 days in the desert. Noah was on the ark 40 days, 40 nights. Uh, There's a whole bunch of them. I ain't even going to run it all down, but we know it's, it's you know, that number 40. Moses was... uh, with the children of Israel in the wilderness for 40 days, you know. 
Uh, yeah. Or 40 years. I'm, but it was just always that number 40, you know? And mm-hmm. the first European mystic that came to Philadelphia, I already mentioned him, Johannes Kelpius, Johann Kelp. His order, the Herm, they, it's, they've known historically as the Hermits of the Ridge. They did everything around 40. It was always 40 members. Their lodge was 40 by 40. Their cemetery was 40 by 40. All right? And they posted up on what? The 40th parallel. Wow. Their Their teachings was that the 40th parallel, and and this place, Shaksamoxin, this was the place that you can safely watch the fulfillment of millennial prophecy, the coming of the thousand years of peace, where the woman, and this again goes back to biblical prophecy, where the woman clothed with the sun, who gave birth to the man-child that the dragon tried to devour, that was, you know, uh, slayed and, you know, in battle from the angels of heaven when the heavens opened up, right? And then the thousand years of peace proceeded forth from that point. Johan Kelp taught that this was the place that you could safely watch that thing unfold. And wow. How that how that ties in with Lenape tradition? They say Philadelphia is immune from natural disaster, Reggie. Okay, and what I and I think it's something about this forty. And I'm gonna just go ahead and do the forty-four because I know y'all build on that law forty-four. Yes, you know, sir. Earth, air, fire, water, time, space, energy, matter. East, west, north, south, you know, red, gold, black, green. Yeah, man, uh, we, build, we build on the square, we build on the, the four. And so that's how Philly relates to that law, and that's why I built that law into this project, the Return of Mystic Philadelphia, you know. Oh man, I didn't even realize it. Family three four seven six three seven two one three five three four seven six three seven two one three five. Peace and love to all of the family that joined us. The show is sponsored by KingsCounty.BigCartel.com, Ocean Fourteen Corp.com. We have new designs on Kings County. BigCartel.com. The new line is the Morris Renaissance. For all of my Moors out there, Islam Hotep. All right? Go ahead and um, check that out. Log on. And uh, I appreciate your support in advance. And uh, we're going to go to these phone lines. We have some callers on the line, brother. I wanted to uh, definitely hear what the family has to add on. So can you... Yes, uh, I'm, here, us- I'm here, Frederick. I'm here, Frederick. All right, we got 60 seconds, family, 347-637-2135.
Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. You know what I mean? We see yes, you. That's yes, right. See the work that you doing, man. Salute to all of the fathers, you know what I'm saying, for all of that work that y'all put in. Um, salute to all of the mothers out there, but definitely salute to all of the children because we wouldn't be saying Happy Father's Day if it were not for that trinity, the child, the Heru. All right, so big up to the Holy Trinity for everybody, the whole family. I don't like separating. You know what I'm saying? They they go ahead. That's that Roman shit. They go ahead and split the days up when it's really about the Trinity. What happened? To, where's Happy Family Day at? Huh? Mm-hmm. Everybody wanna, you know what I'm saying? Everybody wanna battle over mama and father and all of that. But where's Happy Family? Because there is no mother or father because y'all mothers and fathers because you have a child. So where's the Happy mm-hmm. Family Day? Let's, let's talk mm. about that one day. But we're going to go to these phone lines. All right? Let's go to our first yes, caller from the 786-587. Caller from the 786. Peace. Peace, peace. Hello? Yes, peace, I. Peace. Love. Yes, I. Yo, man, this episode has been so powerful to me personally, man. Um, Yo, I could attest to um being in Miami the contrast of the wealth and the poverty. Um, I could yeah. I could attest to the starships. I used to walk out my door. I used to stand outside my door and be able to look out and, and, and distinctively see, you know, starships. I also, at, at a time in my life, I lived on the island. I lived in Puerto Rico. I used to see them all the time out there, too, so... Mm, I can right. attest to that. Um, I wanted to ask you, Red, as far as Miami, those drones you was talking about, um, was they in a park in the downtown areas? Yeah. Oh, the, the drones? They right yeah. here in Biscayne Bay. Oh, yeah, the drones, the drones are right here on, um, I'm over here at the Quantum on 19th and Biscayne. They're right here. They yeah, right. I know. A, what you, they built a, yeah, they built a park right there on Biscayne, and um, yeah, yeah I, thrones. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Um, at the time I went over there, I wasn't, I wasn't absorbing the conscious like I am now. But um, for some reason, I was drawn. I, I was drawn over there, and I was, you know, I guess to say enchanted by the designs in the, in the throne. You know, they they was definitely yeah. um. See that work they that had. they put in, right? Yeah, that artwork is but, crazy. Um, also, I'm um, I'm I'm currently in Delaware, right? I'm 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 gonna be back home in a couple of months. I hope by the time you had that, uh, you 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 have your uh, do your lecture. I hope I'm back around that time. But anyway, I'm in Delaware right now. And do y'all know anything about Dover? Because I'm in Dover, Delaware. And y'all okay. open my eyes. Y'all open my eyes or something, because, yo, I'm standing on the mound right now. Huh. Wow. And you know what they and wow. you know what they got on top? You know what they got on top of the mound? A hospital. Church. The, 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 count, the county hospital. And in the back is a is a um is a Catholic uh church with a little graveyard. Wow. And they got and they got, got an they got a tall ark in it. Yo, they got arcs all over this place in the in the graveyards. Huh. Uh, hold on. Wow! That's what, and and thank you, Brethren, because that's what I'm saying. Once, once you peep Mystic Philly, 
It lifts the veil from all them things hidden in plain sight, wherever you at. Exactly. Because when you was mentioning all the miles that's in as, that's in Delaware as you go north north and south on the 95, I wasn't aware until you just mentioned it, but I, you, y'all got me on point now, as always, man. Thanks to y'all, man. Whatever y'all going through Every, as far as... As far as taking a hiatus, man, you know, it, I guess it is what it is for now, but I, I definitely look forward to, to, to y'all coming back because y'all definitely put a battery in my back, man. And I'm I'm going through a lot right now, but y'all definitely put the battery in my back, man, all the time. Salute to y'all, man, oh, nah. all the time. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's only to get better, you know what I mean, brother? It's only because we have so many projects and so much stuff that is that that we juggling right now that we actually just have to take a moment to just sit back and to improve. We have to upgrade. It's like, you know, your phone, you can't rock. I couldn't rock on the same phone for too long. I had to get the upgrade because, you know, everything, you, you just got to upgrade. So with, 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 with the fact that there's 200,000 downloads in a few weeks and you know we've been doing this in the same format we just want to bring something uh more effective to the board you know what i mean like we we really want to we really want to bring the family the upgrade and when we bring it to the family they're going to understand what it is that we was talking about and they'll be pleasant you know you you're going to have a new experience that's even going to help you with your trend with your um your journey even more so it's everything no is is done in yeah so it's, it's going to be all done in, in in good faith you know what i'm saying but like like you were saying like the brother Ross was saying too that this is about the power of the word this is about speaking things to, into existence by us just getting on a show tonight and giving you the history of the mounds giving you the sacred history of places like Delaware with the Lenape Moors and whatnot like we casting spells because we have no idea what's going to come out of that, but we know that we're going to birth an awareness and it's going to do something. When he when he comes out with this book and raises awareness, it's almost similar to what Horace Butler did with When Rocks Cry Out. Now, I can't go to Central America or South America the same anymore. It's spiritual at this point. I'm going there completely charged up. And when I touch that land, the ancestors on that grid on that geodetic ley line, it's going gonna, it's gonna to mean something differently. Like when I went to Mexico, it was something totally different than, it, than, than before I read that book. I went with a new purpose. You, you feel what I'm saying? And for the family that was on the cruise with us, you know, they could bear witness that it was a spiritual cruise. It was a spiritual um, journey for everybody that attended, and it was all spiritual as a group and individually because of the information that we were retaining. So this is monumental. You have no idea what this brother is doing, bringing, breaking down the history of... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.